Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, late night, Wednesday, September 24, 2014. How's it going, Peter? Going all right. Looking forward to tonight. Big night. We got the Midnight Slander calling in from Cleveland, Ohio, man. Woo. And, uh, you know, Cleveland rocks, is what I'm told. <laughs> and, of course, uh, after we, the, after we uh, talk to the, the guys here from Midnight Slander, of course, we have our Brewski's Beer Tasting. And uh, we got uh, T-Bone's Time Out, AD. Anthony Davis will be uh, calling in, talking to him about some of the stuff happening in the uh, world of sports. Uh, you know, full night action, man. How's your week been? Uh, you know, I was bitching at you earlier. <laughs> Selling the house, uh, just uh, dealing with some crap. So it hasn't been fun. Uh, had back to school night. So ah. Was that last night? Yeah. So that wasn't, you know, it, that's what it was. Yeah. I did find out that my child does not receive a report card anymore. She's... Uh, she receives a, uh, an achievement something, like an achievement report, achievement, it's like, really? Seriously? What's wrong with the report? Yeah. What's wrong with the report card? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> new and improved schooling, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I hear you, bro. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. It's getting hot again, so we're getting more. Yeah, what is with that, well, man? I thought, I thought we were done. I thought we were done. We're doing a little fall today time. And tomorrow is supposed to be yeah. as hot as today, so I don't know. You know, it's just a, sort of a grumbling sort of get through the week for me. How about you? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. I had a good week. Uh, you know, I, I think I told you I showed you that my war wounds took a spill mm-hmm. on a ride. Uh, Sunday. Good road rash. Day. Yeah, I got some good road rash. Uh, it's funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, was listening to, uh, you know, the Audible book. Yeah. And uh, so I went down, and uh, as soon as I got myself up, right. first thing I had to do was, like, pause, because, you know, it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> pause, you know, back it up, you know, 30 seconds or so a minute, leave it paused, you know, Evaluate the uh, the war wounds and <laughs> the, the 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 bike and all the thing, then uh, hop back on and uh, had to get out of that area, you know, and uh, yeah. get somewhere I can pull to the side and 
Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because that stretch of lamps in there is. It's a little tight. It's yeah. really tight. And curvy. And, and, and when you can feel the cars coming up yeah. on you before you can actually like hear them or see them, you can just get, you can just get the itch. It's yeah. like a little tunnel, a little <laughs> funnel that just, you can feel them pulling up on you. And you want it, it at, that, at certain points, I mean, the lane is only like a foot and a half wide. Right. That's why I uh, hit the uh, the gutter and uh, hit, uh, I tell you, algae is slippery, man. It is. <laughs> it certainly is. It was, there's uh, always algae there because it runs off the golf, golf course. course. Yeah. So, always, so you, it doesn't matter that it was almost 90 that day, or 85 or whatever it was. It it, uh, it doesn't matter because there's just almost always a water flow there. Yeah. I, I I learned. Yeah. <laughs> What's is really interesting is how fast I went down. It's mm. like. It was like right now, you know. Yeah. No. You know, you know. Sometimes you hit a patch or something. You kind of, you yeah, kind of yeah. go, oh, I got swerve. And yeah. No. It's like. It was over before I realized it. Man. Yeah. That's how fast that was. Sometimes those are the best though, because then, you know, you, you like you don't even have time to. No. It's just. No. Because that's. In some ways, it hurts more, but that when when that happens. You don't have time to get your hands out in front of you, which means you don't have time to dis- uh, a chance to dislocate your shoulder or you break your collarbone, which no. is usually how that happens. Yeah. It's like going doing what any rational brain tells you: put those hands out there to protect your face. Uh, of course, if you land on your face, <laughs> you're like, damn, I would rather have broken the collarbone. <laughs> yeah, it was so quick. I, 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 could, I mean, it, I didn't even. Sometimes when you start to go down, you start to twist out of the out of the yeah. uh, out of the clips, out of the pedals. None of that, man. It was just next thing I knew, I was laying in the middle of the lane, <laughs> scrambling to get up before somebody came around the bend. Yeah, scary. Yeah, so it looked like a little raccoon out there. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break and come back and get these guys on the show. What do you say? Sounds good. You're listening to Swoops on the Talk Star Radio Network. We'll be back right after a few messages from our local sponsors. How's that sound? Good. All right. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the wall. You're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to Swirl. We're going to get the uh, Midnight Slander on the line here. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Is this Al? Yeah, this is me. All right, we got Al Rodriguez from the Midnight Slander, and uh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. Thank you uh, for having me on. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, let's let's let our uh, listeners know a little bit about your, about yourself, uh, how you got started in music, you know, where you're from, and uh, and then how you guys got together. Okay. Uh, well, I will. I'm going to be the one on the interview tonight, so I guess I'll kind of speak for all of us. Um, the Midnight Slander is myself, Al Rodriguez, uh, our lead singer and guitarist, Dave Connor, as well as our drummer and keyboardist, and I will probably get, end up getting to that later, how weird that is, uh, Mike Gray. And we were formed back in August of 2012 as the product of a real crazy road trip um, between old friends down to Charleston, South Carolina. There's going to be more to that story. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Where do you want to start? <laughs> so uh, the road trip uh, had nothing to do with music, I take it. You guys just uh, were doing a little road trip, having a little fun? No, no. It actually had uh, everything to do with music. So Mike and I uh, have been playing together for a while. We used to play in a band that was pretty big around the Cleveland area called 70 Lewis. Mm -hmm. And around that time... Um, him and I were doing a lot of shows out, but, you know, sometimes things happen with bands, and uh, we all end up going our separate ways. Well, since all of us originally are from the Cleveland area, and Dave, in the meantime, you know, while 70 Lewis was a thing, uh, moved down to Charleston, South Carolina with his girlfriend after college. And he was doing his thing down there, and every now and then when he came back up, he would actually fill in for shows on guitar uh, with 70 Lewis. So I had met Dave before a couple times, but... Uh, nothing too extensive. I mostly knew Mike. Uh -huh. And so, you know, we all went our separate ways. And I hadn't talked to Mike in a while. And he gives me a call one day and says, hey, man, you remember our friend Dave, right? And I go, uh, well, hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I remember him. He goes, well, Dave got this crazy deal on studio time down in Charleston, South Carolina. And he doesn't have a band to fill it. And I went, wait, isn't Dave in a band, and he goes, yeah, but, you know, they weren't really, you know, interested in particularly doing um, more recording since they had just gotten out of the studio, and Dave got this crazy good deal, and he asked me if I wanted to come down, and, you know, I play drums, and Dave plays guitar and sings, and we need a bass player, so would you like to come down, and so I said, yeah, sure, let's make it happen, and I said, okay, so, you know, what's the time frame? I'm thinking we've got maybe, you know, a month to talk about stuff, everything. He goes, no, man, we're going to go in two weeks and we're only going to have about three days to write the entire album and like write our EP and record it. <laughs> so, so Mike and I, uh, you know, packed up our, our the drums, the keyboards, the bass, amps, everything in a car uh, from Cleveland, road tripped 13 hours down to Charleston, South Carolina, uh, met up with Dave and in the process of 48 hours, uh, give or take, you know, a couple hours, we wrote and recorded professionally at Charleston Sound, great studio down there, um, our first release called uh, the Open Road EP. Nice. Yeah, so uh, kind of crazy how that happened, but, you know, we got so much... Um, we got a lot of good feedback from our family, our friends. Just We were trying to show it to everyone, and... Uh, we got so, you know, much positive feedback from it that we decided that even though, you know, for the foreseeable future at that time in 2012, Dave was going to be staying in Charleston, that we should uh, pursue it and actually and keep going with it. 
So that's uh, yeah, that's where we are now. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of a, a, a lot of effort uh, and uh, to cram that much you know into that sh- such a small part of the time. Uh, but uh, getting studio time is a tough tough gig anyway. So uh, you guys made made the best of it. Huh? Oh yeah, I mean you know oh, over the course of the you know from August 2012 to now, I mean we've had countless. Uh, miles driven between and flown between Charleston and Cleveland. Uh, and, you know, we would, we would get shows together and Dave would come in, we would have one night to rehearse our set and then we would, you know, play a show or two and then he'd be down, you know, by Monday to start the work week again. Um, and so all of that kind of crazy craziness that we had going between here and there and everywhere, um, it was all really, really worth it because we were able to record between Charleston and Cleveland. Uh, we were able to record the debut album, uh, which we're getting ready to put out. And uh, I guess it all ended up working out because Dave ended up moving back up to Cleveland. So now it's a lot easier to practice. <laughs> well, how, how did you uh, how did you get started in music? I, I was looking at the website and says you know you got your influences uh, from the groove of Motown and the drive of alternative rock. But um, how did oh, you yeah. get started in music? Well, um, you know, like a lot of like a lot of people um, who get started in music, you know, my all it all started in school for me. Um, I was, I play violin. I still play violin and, uh, the, the jazz band in middle school, you know, they needed a, needed a bass player. And so I got asked to play bass and, you know, I guess I kind of went to the dark side and once I picked up the bass, I just really never wanted to put it back down. Um, and from there I just started learning, learning more and more and more and playing. And, uh, you know, I started playing in bands when I was, you know, 13 or 14 years old, um, and just went all the way through high school and kept going with that. And like I said, I draw a lot of my influences in the band from, uh, a lot of my favorite artists, you know, like, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and, uh, you know, Dave Matthews band and especially like the old, like the old groove, the Motown, you know, James Jamerson, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I come from a, a lot of influences, but my start you know, is where a lot of people uh, come from, which is a really good a, a good school music program, I guess. <laughs> nice, nice. Because you know, we talk about that a lot. You know, a lot of schools are, lo- are losing uh, their music programs, and and uh, you know, kids are having to struggle, and parents are having to struggle to to afford to uh, you know get them lessons and things like that. Because a lot of it's fallen out of the you know out of the school system. So to be able to you know have that available and and and, and grow from it is, is an amazing thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, uh, it was, you know, the, the, luckily, you know, the experiences that I had, and, you know, I can feel pretty safe to speak for Mike and Dave here that the experiences that they had, you know, growing up in our hometown with that hometown music program is, you know, why we're all still involved with it. Uh, for me, especially, uh, you know, Mike, and, uh, and Dave and I, we all are doing our full-time things, but, uh, besides the little part-time jobs I work, I'm a full-time student and I'm actually studying music education. So for me, that whole music and teaching aspect is really, really big for me. So, uh, it's definitely where I got my start and, you know, I am going full force on the slander, but in addition to that, I'm also, uh, studying to hopefully give back. Nice. Uh, so in Cleveland, uh, what, what sort of, uh, 
venues are you guys playing? Um, what kind of reception is uh, the the new record getting uh, for for those who have? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, right now we're in the process of promoting the album. We just released our um, debut single "Runaway" back in August, and so far the review we've gotten from the Cleveland area is awesome. Um, you know, our style is a little bit of Southern rock meets alternative rock meets, you know, a, a poppy edge. And so when we put that all together, uh, we were really, really excited when we brought the music up north and people were really pumped about it. Yeah. Um, so since, since Dave's, just since Dave's moved up here, I mean, we've played at uh, like uh, the Case Western Reserve University, uh, their Spring Fest. Um, where we were, we opened for national act Matt and Kim. Um, that was cool. Recently, we just played uh, the House of Blues in Cleveland as a part of the Day and Night Music Festival. Um, and we've been doing, you know, smaller shows here and there at really cool local venues in Cleveland, such as uh, Speakeasy um, down on West 25th. And anyone from Cleveland who's listening is going to know exactly where that is. Um, <laughs> But, you know, we've had shows here and there, and we, the reception's been awesome. I mean, we've been so lucky to come back to Cleveland, I guess, you know, or have Dave come up to Cleveland and really center ourselves here and have such a great fan base to work off of. So that's really where we're hoping to go um, even further and where we're pushing our album release party right now. And, you know, we can't wait to see the kind of response we're going to get. Very cool. Um, how did you guys come up with the name? Oh, okay. So uh, the Midnight Slanders. So, you know, the three of us had met, uh, you know, by kind of playing in bands together. But when when it really came down to it, um, the three of us became really good friends by staying up way too late <laughs> and saying stuff we probably shouldn't, shouldn't <laughs> no one should ever hear. Because, uh, as Dave and Mike would agree, you know, we have a very interesting and unique uh, sense of humor. But, you know, we think that. Um, but, you know, you put that all together, and I think that's enough said. You know, the, the midnight slander it speaks for itself. <laughs> fit, right, fit right in here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to uh, that, that's all. That's all I'm saying, man. I see the fifth. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> when, yep. it, when it comes to uh, the the creative process, and you know, you said you guys all got together and and, and, and wrote songs and, and recorded, you know, um, but. Is one of you take the lead on uh, writing the music? Did somebody take the lead on the lyrics? Uh, is it a, uh, a total collaboration? How does it work out for you guys? Um, you know, it's for me personally, and in, in the groups that I've been in, being in the Midnight Slander has been such an interesting creative process. Um, because, you know, the, well, the first time we sat down, um, it was a very, very collaborative process someone would come up with a guitar lick or someone had a really, really good set of lyrics. And then, you know, we would put it through kind of the, the creative think tank machine, I guess, of figuring out, okay, let's write lyrics together. Does, you know, let's try this chord progression. Does it sound good? No, let's try this. Let's keep doing this. And it, it was really interesting because a lot of our songs, especially the ones that appear on the album are collaboratively written and the ones that aren't, we are, I, 
I'm so you know blessed, Mike and I, that Dave is just such a creative force. Um, Dave has been doing you know the singer songwriter um, you know thing for so long, and he has so many great lyrics and so many great songs that he was able to you know bring those to us completely written, you know almost completely done, and we were able to then you know make it unique make it the midnight slander and um there are quite a few albums on the record you know ohio tennessee uh love runaway our first single where all of those were songs that dave had written dave brought to us and said i've been playing this for years let's make it happen and it's awesome to finally see that that you know now years later uh that we're finally there yeah um uh, you know, you guys, um, we're going to play a couple here in a, in a, in a little bit. We're going to start off with Shattered, and, uh, and then we're going to play Runaway. And both of them are really good songs, but I, I really did dig Runaway a lot. Uh, really uh, super cool song. So our listeners get a chance to hear both of those in a little bit. Um, when, if, if, you know, somebody who, who is new to the Midnight Slander shows up at a Midnight Slander show, what can they expect to see? <laughs> okay. Uh, here's where it gets interesting. Um so they can expect to see three guys uh, who sound like at least six or seven. Uh, and that's what we go for. Um, all, you know, I, Dave sings and plays guitar. I sing and play bass. And Mike sings, plays drums, and plays keyboards at the same time. Um, so our live show is high energy. Um, it's musically interesting um but most of all it's a lot of fun um we love playing you know anywhere from big shows like the house of blues stage or spring fest when we open for matt and kim to you know intimate shows where (laughs) pardon me where you know the audience is two feet in front of us um we 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 love it all and when someone who's new to the slander is going to come to the show, they're going to see something unique that we hope that they've never seen before, but something that they're going to like. And most importantly, music that they're going to hear that when they leave, they're going to be singing along to on the ride home. Nice. When, you know, we, you know, we talked to a lot of people and we, and we, and we always want to know, you know, doing this, you know, making music and going out there and, and performing and things like that. And like you said, you, Get other things going on in your world. It takes a lot of outside support too. I, I imagine you guys have like family and friends and that that give you a lot of positive energy, also. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, I guess I'll start out with the other guy's shout outs first. Um, you know, it's, for Dave, uh, it's you know his, his family in Lakewood, our hometown, and uh, his girlfriend Sabrina, which you know. Has not, she's not only been so supportive about everything, but also, you know, Dave has written quite a few songs about her that uh, we perform, you know, to this day that are on the album. Um, for Mike, he's got a fantastic network of people who, you know, he works with and his family and also his wife. Uh, Mike's married. And, um, you know, so, but Bryce, which is Mike's wife, and Sabrina, Dave's girlfriend, um, they're so supportive and they're always there for us. So, uh, we joke around that we appreciate the fact that they even put up with our antics. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, it, it means so much. And on my end, you know, I've got a fantastic group of people from my family, um, 
back home to uh, especially the people who I go to school with. I mean, I'm the young guy in the band and it's so awesome because I'm going, you know, our, our market age range, you know, is that 18 to 24 area. And, you know, I'm in that, I'm in that age range. I, you know, see those people, I live with those people and the support that I've been able to get from my friends and the people I live with is absolutely incredible. So definitely if any of them are listening, huge shout outs and, and huge thank yous because it's, you know, the, the family and the friends and the support that really, really have helped us get here. Not to mention, um, all the people who've helped us record, um, Mike Brown, uh, the owner of Lava Room Studios in Cleveland, mm-hmm. the guy's incredible. Um, he really, really, you know, took us under his wing and helped produce, you know, The Long Way Home, our debut album, and that's been awesome. All the people at Charleston Sound and also Spectre Records, our record label, um, they've been so supportive with everything and the PR company that they work with and it just, we've been blessed to have a wonderful network of people and it's a lot of hard work, but it's so much easier with such a family around you. Nice. We are going to uh, take a quick break and uh, we're going to play Shattered. Anything you want to say about that before we go to it? Uh, so Shattered was a song that was, it was a, the, if I recall correctly, it was the first song uh, we ever wrote as a group um, in, our, in our current form. Um down when we were in Charleston writing the Open Road EP, um, and it's about a scorned lover. So I hope everyone who's listening enjoys. Absolutely, you're listening to Swoopstorm on Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Al Rodriguez of the Midnight Slander. This is Shattered. Back after this. All notes out your mountain pole, big black boots and a southern draw. All notes out your mountain pole. Big black boots and a southern draw. <laughs> Headed down to old Mississippi to find the man who broke her heart. To find the man who broke her heart. Dressed to kill, she looks so pretty. For a brand new star All notes of your mom and Paul Big black boots and a southern draw
hasn't seen the last of him yet They can't see that she is hypnotized All knocks out your Martin Paul Big black boots and a southern draw All knocks out your Martin Paul Big black boots and a southern draw Tell your mom and Paul, big black boots and a southern draw. Oh no, tell your mom and Paul, big black boots and a southern draw. Oh no, tell your mom and Paul. I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please. Visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Look for a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. This is Carrie Wade, and you're listening to Spoops World. Is it a constant spin? I ask as I begin to once again feel unsettled in my skin. Welcome back to Spoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. We are here with the Midnight Slender. We have Al Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show, Al. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Peter. Uh, yeah, so you guys have released the single. Have you released the whole album? And, and what, uh, what's the plan? Are you doing a big uh, opening show? How's that going to work? Yeah, so uh, basically the process um, that we've been going through is the single, which is Runaway. That was released in August. And then the full album is going to be released worldwide. Um, and then uh, I'm taking a page from Dave's book here, um, you know, on all major services. So, you know, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Um, he likes to name drop, you know, the archaic uh, music services like Napster, Rhapsody, and uh, my personal favorite, LimeWire. Um so I, I don't know if we're actually going to be on there, but if those things are still operating, we will be. Um, so that's happening on October 7th. Um, and then October 10th, we are having um, a big, big, big album release party. Um, so we're honored to be able to come back to our hometown um, of Lakewood, Ohio, and we're going to be playing at one of Cleveland's uh, biggest concert venues, um, for independent music, uh, May Halls. And, I mean, they've hosted all sorts of national touring acts as well as the Big Cleveland Music Festival recently. Um, and so we're having our album release party there on October 10th at 
p.m. Um, and the cool thing about it is that not only um, does $10 get you in the door, um, but we're also giving you a free album. Um, we want everyone who comes through the door, no matter if they're here for us or if they're here for our supporting bands, which we'll talk about in a second, um, we want everyone to be able to get the album and hopefully listen to it. Uh, that's the idea, but you know, people are going to do what they want to do. Um, but that's our intention. Um, we have two fantastic supporting acts with us. Uh, the first is, um, Gypsy Days. They're a really, really awesome, unique, eclectic rock group, uh, from around the Cleveland area with a really big following, um, and then the second group is uh, Tom Evanchuk and his band. Uh, Tom Evanchuk is a personal friend of ours from way, way back. He's a friend of Dave. And uh, he's, you know, sold out big Cleveland venues. He's toured with, you know, bands like Red Wanting Blue. And we are real excited to, you know, have him come on our show along with Gypsy, uh, along with Gypsy Days to support the album. So it should be one one hell of a party cool i i, I got one one little, little side note here he said limewire so remember uh, oh, the the, good that, old days. that gateway i had back about seven years ago they got the big blue screen of death uh-huh. it was after i used limewire <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that's a psa to anyone listening right now if you want to try to find the midnight slayer on limewire you go at your own risk yeah, exactly you take no responsibility no responsibility for your blue screens of death or or you know click here now you know whatever exactly. weird pop-ups you get not not on us <laughs> not, not uh, nothing to do with you guys <laughs> Nope. Uh, just just throwing it out there, man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, we've had we've had several bands on from Cleveland, and uh, what what is you know your assessment of the music scene in Cleveland? You know, every place is a little bit different. You guys are down in South Carolina, performed down there. You performed in Cleveland and stuff. What's the music scene like down there, especially for indie musicians? Um, the music scene is hot. Um, it's a really cool place and a really great place to be as an up-and-coming um, independent band. Uh, I think right now, you know, all, all three of us in the band are, you know, born and raised Clevelanders, and we're those kind of, you know, the Browns fan types, you know, the live hard, die hard kind of Cleveland, you know, forever. But I think that the rest of the country is starting to finally get on the bandwagon with that. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's going through... Uh, the big artistic revival, um, you know, or some may argue that, you know, it was always there, um, which that's what I think. But, you know, during that process, it's awesome. There's so many great concert venues, so many opportunities, so many uh, collectives that are in the Cleveland area who are all about just sitting around, getting music, listening to it and promoting it. They just want to get the music out there. I mean, and it's so cool because, you know, now that we've kind of settled in Cleveland, uh, we're starting to play around and, you know, obviously the social media, we got that bumping and it's so cool being noticed by Cleveland bands who we've heard of and listened and love. Um, and you know, we see like, Oh, this band followed you on Twitter. And we're just like, Oh man, <laughs> like there it is. You, you know, it's, 
it's those little things that's so cool because there's a community here. There's a huge community of people who just want to make awesome music. Yeah. As, uh, as, as, you know, as a musician and, and out there gigging and things like that, do you like the, that side of the business, the business side, the, the promotion side, the, the social media side, the booking, booking venues and all that kind of stuff? Or do you just want to create? Uh, you know, for me, um, I'm a person, I like it all. Um, for me, I see it all as an, a, an all-inclusive process. Obviously, I think the part that I see as, you know, least of a job is the actual playing of music. Because writing, recording, playing live shows, going nuts, you know, getting people pumped, that's the kind of stuff that all three of us do, and we don't even think about it. Yeah. It's it's the other part of it, you know, the the constantly being aware on social media, you know, sending your music to anyone who will listen, working with the record label, working with the PR company to make sure that, you know, you got that we are making the best name for ourselves and booking shows and all that. It's a big commitment, but it's fun because at the end of the day, you see that, you know, Right now, I'm just kind of having one of those experiences. Like two years ago, you know, the three of us were sitting around in, in Dave's living room uh, worrying about how we were going to pound out, you know, three songs on an EP on the, on the following Monday. And now, you know, two years later, after a ton of hard work, um, you know, we're able to, you know, have awesome opportunities like this to share our music with the world. And it it's tough. It's a, it's a job, you know, it's like adding on to all the other stuff we're doing, but it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And it's an opportunity that not everyone has to create their own dream every day. Cool. How do you, uh, you know, you said that, you know, you, you, you're, you're a music major and, you know, part of that is giving back, but you know, when you talk to, you know, young kids who, who see what they see is overnight successes and stuff like that, um, you mentioned it's hard work. Um, how do you how do you get that across to uh, if you were mentoring uh, mentoring a, a, a young musician um, that it is hard work, but it's still fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I actually I actually get to have those opportunities. Uh, you know, in addition to doing the slander and everything we do with that. You know, I'm a full time student. I, I have a couple uh, private bass students that I teach, and. Uh, a couple of them play in bands themselves. And what I try to tell them is it, it's hard work. It's not always easy. Um, and it's, you know, to be perfectly honest, it's not always going to be fun. But the most important thing is that if you realize from no matter what age you're at, that you have a passion for something, if you have a passion for music, a passion for performing, uh, you know, a desire to just take something that you've created just out of thin air and bring it to the world, then you've got to do it. And you've got to know that no matter what work you've got to do or who you've got to talk to, what you've got to promote, it's worth it. And so, because at the end of the day, it's still fun. It's still making music. I mean, uh, you know, no matter what changes happen in any of our lives from, you know, Dave moving up here to Ohio to, you know, get new job, everyone, you know, new jobs and school and all that. We're still able to get together, put on a hell of a live show and have fun. 
And so when I'm talking to younger students, I, I always try to make sure that I'm driving that home. Like it's a lot of work, but it's the best kind of work. <laughs> hey man, this is T-Bone here. I'm a, I'm a resident sports hooligan in the, in the house. Uh, I got to, first of all, I got to say, I admire what you guys are doing going after it like this. Um, I got Thank a, you. three serious questions for you. First of okay. all, uh, are the tribe going to make the playoffs? <laughs> oh, Oh, our, oh man! All right, well, you know when we when we were Swoop and I were talking a little earlier, and uh, no no pun intended here, but he was like, "Yeah, man, we're not going to throw you any curveballs." I, I, I don't know how, how I'm supposed to answer that. Um, all right, well, as as the tried and true Clevelander that I am, um, the tribe is making the playoffs. Right. I, I'll call it right now. And because I know that every other Clevelander who's got uh, an Indian you know this fan show's archived, heart, right? <laughs> oh, oh, is, I know it's archived. So, hey, oh, I know. So, believe me, I know that October's rolling around. So we're going to see. But hey, you know, even if they've got the, you know, they could have the worst record in, you know, the league, and I'm they're still making the playoffs in my mind. <laughs> I like that. All right. Second question. Now, now that we've had decision 2.0, is all forgiven and forgotten with LeBron? Uh, in my mind, yeah. Um, for me, it was less about what he did and more about the way he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming coming out of high school like that, um, you know, he never really had the experience that a lot of other kids get to have by picking a college and going to a sports college and all that stuff. And so, you know, in the quote-unquote decision 2.0, he, he kind of ironed that out, mm-hmm. that like, Going to Miami was my big college announcement. And so while I don't think it was the most, uh, you know, professional move, and I think it stung every Clevelander a little bit, uh, I'm excited to have him back, and I'm excited for a, uh, hopefully, I guess I'm making predictions all night tonight, a Cavs yeah. championship. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right, last, so, last so, one for me. Go ahead, finish. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, no, no. Um, I, I just remembered a really funny story. Um, the night before LeBron announced he was coming back, um, we were playing a show at uh, this real cool venue, like I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, called Speakeasy. And we had one of our uh, one one thing we do at all of our shows is Dave is a graphic designer and he makes all of our our posters. So we bring a bunch of posters to the shows and we hand them out for free. Like we just want everyone to have memorabilia, take it home. And so uh, on. Sometimes we use the posters as our set list. And so on the back of our set list, Dave drew, uh, you know, the epic, you know, LeBron James uh, chalk in the air. He just sketched it out because he's an amazing artist. And at the beginning of the show, we're like, look, we drew it on our set list. We're going to make it happen for you guys. And uh, later that day, uh, later the next day when he announced it, like the text message thread we all have was blown up when we're like, did we really just call that on accident like oh god <laughs> so um anyway that's that's all i've got to say about lebron nice last question from my end hoyer or manzel um this is tough uh i'm a hoyer guy yeah. um and I, I right now i'm believing in brian hoyer i think he's got what it takes um he can if he can keep it going and we can kind of get our defense in the fourth quarter fixed, I think we can go real far this season. So, uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm not still actively riding the Johnny football bandwagon. Like I- I- I'm on it. 
I've just got my Hoyer gear on right now. <laughs> All right. The sports guys threw you a few curveballs, but uh, you, you handled it well, Al. Good job, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I kind of knew the questions about Cleveland sports were, were coming. Um, I follow, you know, mostly Cleveland sports, but uh, I, the goal for this season, I think, for the Browns is that we just need to get Dave to as many home games as possible because Dave has a very odd record of when either him or his brother uh, go to a home Cleveland Browns game, they haven't lost. So, but they've been to two <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> uh, well, right now, right now, they're, right now, between the two of them, they're six and zero. Oh, good for so, them. So, yeah. So, I think the goal is, uh, you know, make Dave into some sort of Cleveland Browns prophecy uh, <laughs> teller. <laughs> Hey, get him in the get him in the dog pound. Make him the, the idol of the dog pound. We'll take the we'll take the publicity. <laughs> you listen to the Swoops Show on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Al Rodriguez at the Midnight Slander. We're gonna play one from them right now. This is called Runaway, and we'll be back after this.
Hi, I'm Rebecca Romaine. As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. Welcome back to Superstore on the Talk Story Radio Network, and we're here with Al Rodriguez of the Midnight Slender. Al, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't yet uh, had a chance to chat about? Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that during the break, and first of all, uh, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for having me on on behalf of me and Mike and Dave. Um, it's really the all of the support that we've gotten um, from anyone who's willing to listen to our music, willing to share our music and willing to talk about it, review it. it. It's all of that that makes all of the hard work we've done feel so validated. And so, uh, first off, thank you guys. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, second, we just want to, uh, also, um, thank, uh, our Kickstarter backers. Um, we ran a successful Kickstarter campaign about a year ago now, um, and that actually helped us get all of the funding we needed to finish up our album while Dave was still in South Carolina. Um, and we are so excited because, you know, we've uh, we've had to, you know, let them know, like, oh, the album's on its way, the album's on its way, we're getting there, we're getting there. And now, you know, our huge box of albums are finally in transit to our doorstep, and uh, we, we can't wait to hook those people up and finally um just you know get in touch with us you know uh tweet at us on on twitter uh listen to us on soundcloud facebook we love to hear from fans or anyone who listens and uh you know hopefully if we get enough buzz we would love to come and play anywhere that someone is willing to listen to our music 
Very cool. Uh, you know, uh, congratulations on the Kickstarter campaign. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a great tool, and uh, and if you're successful with it, uh, it just uh, that's you know that's awesome that you're able to uh, to you know get people to fund help fund your stuff and uh, gather that kind of support. That's 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 great. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. It was awesome. I mean, we started off with a goal, and you know, we're like, okay, this is like the baseline level that we need to things to finish the album, and we got overfunded because we had people coming to us who were listening to our rough cuts from the first Open Road EP, and they were like, this is going to go somewhere. We want you guys to succeed, and it's that kind of love that we've and support that we've had throughout the entire process, and now. We're excited about having the physical product and playing as many live shows as possible, so that we can give back to everyone who's helped us. Cool. All your uh, all your things are the, bin- the Midnight Slander. Yeah, the, your website's themidnightslander.com. dot com. Facebook, the Midnight Slander. Yep. Yep. Facebook, uh, the Midnight Slander. SoundCloud, that's the same thing. Uh, on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Midnight Slander, um, and then you can really just get a get in touch with us. Um, Anyway, our music, uh, the album is, is available for pre-order on iTunes right now. Um, Spotify is available to buy. It's also available to listen for free on Spotify. I've got no guarantees on LimeWire, but <laughs> as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. All right, brother. I want to thank you so much for joining us here at Swoops World, and uh, wish you all the best of luck, and, and uh, come back soon. Yeah, of course, man. We would love to be back on sometime, uh, maybe with the full band. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, brother. Yep, thanks. Have a great night. You too. Easy. Good luck. Al Rodriguez of the Midnight Slander. Check those guys out. Go there. Uh, go to the website, the Midnight Slander. Uh, he said you can go to Spotify. This is for free, but hey, spend a few bucks and uh, pay for it, man. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it costs money to be creative, right? It does. It does. <laughs> More love for those guys. We're going to take a quick break and come back and do a little brewski tasting. This is the Ramakega, if I said, back after this. <laughs>
So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hi, this is Michelle Mangione. You're listening to Swoops World Radio. I listen to it just because I love it so much. Station in Baton Rouge as a train to Crescent City. Urban Street keeps calling him back to a Cajun girl so pretty. Old men sit outside the bars, tell stories they can't forget. And welcome back to Seuss World, and it's time for Brewskies. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Road Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday, and welcome to the most important part of the show, the Brewskies Parks. This is where we taste a beer and tell you whether it sucks to avoid it, or whether it's awesome, go out and buy it, uh, or somewhere in between. Uh, tonight is a, a new one for me as far as the brewery. Uh, it's I'm not making this up. It's the Belching Beaver Brewery. Out of Vista, California. Out of Vista, California. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, Stuff breweries down there in Vista and Escondido and that part of the, uh, the California. So uh, if you're down there, check some of these places out. Uh, it's about time they did something good with that whole area. Right? Mm-hmm. Something. By golly. So, uh, this is a milk stout we're having tonight. Beaver's Milk is the name of the beer. It's a milk stout, so, uh, which is an interesting brew that's uh, not very popular in America, that style. Uh, but uh, done right, it's really tasty. So, I found something on the website, but it looks like what they have on the back of the bottle is actually more interesting. So, I'm going to go ahead and, and work on that. Uh, here's what they say. Beaver's Milk Stout is a refreshingly smooth, dark brew with hints of roasted coffee and chocolate. Brewed with... Rolled oats and lactose, which is why it's called Milk Stout, are Milk Stout's perfect for the hardcore beer geek and novice alike. With just one sip, you'll know it's all about the beaver. Cheers from Tom. Uh, So this can be a very, done right, this can be a really satisfying uh, uh, style of beer. Done wrong, this just gets all sweet and mucked up and it can be horrible so uh be interesting to see how these guys did i will say uh, on the label here it says this uh won a gold medal at the world beer championship so that's no small feat that's uh now 
that probably was for the class that they were in, which there probably weren't too many well, in that class. Milk, milk stouts, but we right? have. We had one by one Beachwood. Our, one of our highest scoring beers was a milk stout. Yeah, by Beachwood. No, Beach, it was by somebody else, actually. Beachwood brought in a, a growler, I remember, of milk stout, yes. which we all loved. Yeah. And then you're right. There was another one that we tried by, I think it was the Hebrew did a milk stout. I don't know. I don't think that's kosher. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Anyhow. Good, this is a good, can be a good beer. We're going to let you know in just a moment. Uh, so, there you have it. Beaver, Belching Beaver Brewery, their Beaver's Milk. I, I think they got work on the name personally, but it sounds like it's too late. They've printed labels. <laughs> it's never too late. I think our highest rated one was a Lan- Lancaster Milk Stout. Oh, yeah. I think somebody gave it a 10, actually. Boner, I think we're back to you. All right. Well, two things jump out at me. It is very sweet, yeah. and it is a little thin, a little bit, uh, you know, texture-wise. I was expecting a little bit more light on the oats, uh, a little bit fuller mouthfeel to it. Um, I think this would be fantastic with a scoop of ice cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it it's tasty. It's a like I said, a little sweet for my my taste. I mean, this is a, a dessert beverage, essentially, uh, which the category kind of already lends towards, but uh, this definitely falls into that end of the spectrum. So I'm going to drink it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, I love the color of it. I thought, uh, and, and based on the color and the pour, like you, I thought it was going to be a little heavier uh, on, on, the, uh, on the palate. Uh, it is a little on the thin side, slightly sweet, uh, but uh, I'm liking it. Uh, I'm not loving it, but I'm liking it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm right with the two of you. Um, way too sweet for me to drink as like a regular beer, but uh, as a guy who doesn't normally eat dessert or care for dessert, I could easily, you know, come the end of the night, just order one of these, and this would be my dessert, and it would be the right amount of sweetness for that. Uh, I think they went light on the rolled oats. That usually is where you get that mouthfeel in, in these types of stouts. They also seem to have gone a little bit light, like on the uh, some of the, like the black patent malts, the, the really big roasted malt flavors. Uh, it's there. It's just not quite. So to, for me, this is a little bit out of balance as far as uh, sweetness and mouthfeel. But uh, but a well-made beer, and I can see those who like a sweeter beer falling in love oh, with this. Yeah. You know, uh, this is—it's because it is a well-made beer. I, I would definitely be happy to try some of their other beers, and so I was going to hit on those. They've got uh, miso honey, a honey wheat ale. These <laughs> um, guys definitely got a—you guys definitely have a, a sense of humor. Rabbit beaver bite. Uh, uh, the, an R, R, a rye IPA. Damned, get it? Uh, double IPA, a saison de beaver, <laughs> which is not one we probably like. Blushing beaver, which is an India red ale that might be nice. And old dirty, a Russian imperial stout. Could they just not go all the way and call you know, it old uh, dirty beaver? Before I, I, forget, I, I, I think before, they. Before I forget, uh, I got to give a shout out to a friend of mine who uh, asked me what we were drinking tonight and uh, determined that we were having <laughs> beaver in a bottle. Mm. 
That's what it looks like. Yes. And this Belgian beaver does not belch ping pong balls. <laughs> no. Maybe when the, the miso honey one. <laughs> They've also got an easy beaver. Uh, so that's their session wheat IPA. They've got a peanut butter milk stout, which I'll, I'll pass on. But uh, they also have a tasting room down in Vista. Uh, so check it out. There's a, like I said, this is not my favorite beer. It's not going to ever be my favorite beer, but it's a well-made beer and worth uh, trying some of their other ones out for sure, I think. T-Bone, it's going to 1 in 10, 10 mean best. Six. I'm right with you on that one. And I'm, I'm at a five. <laughs> five and two thirds. There you go. Six, 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 well, Peter, if you had to eat something with it, uh, what would it be? Well, uh, uh, T-bone, 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 call. Yeah, T-bone hit it. You know, scoop of, ice cream scoop of uh, like you know, brilliant. A scoop of salted caramel, gelato. Boom! <laughs> that would be tasty, right? Uh, if you're the nut kind of person, like a hazelnut, pistachio, maybe even might go in there. Uh, thinking more of the gelato variety there. So, um, I could also see using this in some of the you know, like if you're going to make some sort of dessert, like a molten cake and this year you know put that in in there uh, that sort of thing if you're gonna go with like a main course i, I think you're gonna have a hard time i don't know no i think I, this I, don't is, see, I don't see this the main course i, I don't I either see uh, with, uh, i could see it with certain apps uh, but mostly on the dessert side i think i could see like if you're doing like an appetizer that like 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 a, a cheese platter with nuts and dates and you know that sort of thing like yeah. a fall flavor yeah uh, this would probably pair up nicely with some of the uh, blue cheeses, uh, you know, and like nibblies to go with it. Um, this could work with some figs. Would it work with figs? This could work with figs. Yeah. It, you would need the figs to have, there needs to be something spicy or sharp because figs are sweet but not really sweet. This is sweet but not really sweet. So you need something kind of sharp, like even a, a sharp cheese. Yeah. Funky cheeses. Yeah, yeah. My, that's where this probably could work quite nicely. Uh, but really, this is. Uh, I think T-Bone said it. Uh, this is a dessert fair, uh, for sure. Very, very cool. Uh, that pretty much nails it, man. Another edition of Brisky, sponsored by Drinks, Wines, Beers, Once again, we want to thank uh, good old Al from the Midnight Slander for hanging with us tonight. Uh, and check them out at themidnightslander.com. Coming up in about uh, 20, 25 minutes, Anthony Davis will be calling in. we have a chance to chat with him about what's happening in the world of professional sports. We still have T-Bone's timeout and plenty more to go. How's your week been, T-Bone? My week has been pretty solid. Uh, let's see. Went up to Santa Barbara this past weekend with the lady. And we did some some wine tasting on their little urban wine trail that they've got. Nice. A bunch of the wineries in the area have set up tasting rooms right in downtown Santa Barbara. So we stayed in a janky little motel right across the street from the from the wharf there. Apparently it's not a pier because I guess I don't know. You can drive on it. Does Look, that make it a wharf? Looks like a pier, probably. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think that is. If, yeah, you, if you're difference. big enough to drive out yeah. onto it, uh, I think it's a wharf at that point. But you know, we got to drink a lot of. A lot of fun wines, and there was even a distillery tasting room there. Nice. So we tried some some uh, craft liquor, and you know, I 
can't pass up some bourbon. Um, <laughs> found out that they actually sell it. They didn't sell it in their little tasting room there. They had to buy it at one of their one of the retail locations that their distributor works with. And ABC Liquor, right there by the Jack in the Box down on Ocean, sells it. So, oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hit them up. Uh, but yeah, got a little beach time in. Um, watched some good football games on Saturday and Sunday. Thoroughly enjoyed Saturday night's game. At least the one game that you guys probably can figure out which one I'm talking about. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But it's been a good weekend and into the week so far. Nothing too crazy has happened. I haven't crashed the bike yet. So. <laughs> That's a plus. Are yeah. you taking it out? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I crashed on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> did, I, got yeah. the, uh, I got the war wounds to prove. Oh! Yeah, so, uh, you know, hey, those who've been down, those who are going down, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's the way it works. <laughs> on two wheels, that's the truth. <laughs> any uh, any big uh, plans for uh, this weekend? Then? A wine tasting, maybe Temecula or uh, Napa? Mm. Or... Funny you should say that. <laughs> uh, Saturday morning, we are going to a winery in Temecula to scout a potential venue <laughs> for an event that's coming up, right? <laughs> you guys know how that works out yeah nice and going to the dodgers game this saturday night you know, are you by then it should all be sewn up but uh looks like it's gonna be sewn up the in pi- a pirates couple hours yesterday right pirates are yeah. did they really I, well i know they've clinched the playoffs that's not yeah 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 oh yeah yeah i think that the, yeah which is still impressive it's good for them yeah because we know that doesn't happen very often for the 22 years <laughs> of being lost in the wilderness and last year seemed like a sure thing right well, remember they had the they, best record they made in it into the the Wild card playoff game last year, I think, and then lost. Did they? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So they technically made the they playoffs made last year. I don't, I don't think they made the playoffs with the likes of Dave Winfield and such. It was uh, like the early 90s was the last time they had made it when the Braves were yeah. kings of the National League. Yeah, when Ted Turner and Ted, Bond Ted and Jane were sitting in his hands. Yeah, and well, Barry Bonds was playing for the Pirates back then, I think. Yeah, yeah. Van Slyke and Bonilla or something Bonilla like that. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Back in the Disney. The day. Well, we'll have plenty of, plenty of sports to chat about. And, uh, God, good. We are, uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back and uh, do a little, uh, yeah, pay some bills and uh, those kinds of things. And then we'll uh, give you a call. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. You are listening to Swoops on the Talk Show Radio Network. Uh, this one here is from Raspin Stewart. Uh, we haven't heard from Rasher for a while. Check him out. This is called Midtown.
Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. At seven, I shower. Every day I wake up for at those five. caring for a loved one. We hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org/caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of The Stones for Rad. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives, and you should too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. This is Raspin Stewart. You're listening to Swoop's World. We started out so innocently. We learned to take what we need. Forgive us for our greed. Let's dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. We smoke the hookah and welcome dance. back. Uh... Come on, how about a little uh, DraftKings, man? All right. So for those of you who uh, your fantasy season is already a lost cause, three weeks in, have no fear. You can start over this week and every week. If you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you can draft a new team every single week, all season long. See how it works out. If you don't like the results, junk it and start again. And I know some of you guys really need to practice your drafting. Probably myself included. You know. <laughs> Yahoo gave me a C minus for my draft. <laughs> rated me that poorly. Oh, yeah, that was a little painful. I hadn't done a draft in a few years, especially a live one. Um, but the cool thing with DraftKings is not only do you get to draft a new team every week, anytime you feel like it, but you can win money in the process. And if you click on that banner ad on the right side of the page, or if you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you are entered 
for free into a big money giveaway. That is swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings. Nice. Peter, audible.com. Well, audible.com, uh, great way for you to, to listen to your, your books instead of reading. Uh, when might you do that? Uh, in the car, long trips, drowning out children is, is, comes to mind. Swoop likes to do it while he's cycling. Uh, I can see you, do, you know, stairmastering it. Uh, I can see, you know, just those times where you, you want to do something sort of intellectual, but you're not in the mood to read. Uh, and there are uh, over... 150,000 titles out there with a lot of great talent uh, reading these books. And some of the more popular books have multiple readers and sound effects, and uh, it can get quite uh, elaborate, some of these setups. So, uh, what, are, what are you, you still on the uh, shooter I'm guy? On, uh, no, I'm on my, uh, next, uh, I'm on my second uh, Lee Child uh, Jack Reacher series. Uh-huh. Bad Luck and Trouble. And I have to admit, uh, this is probably the best book I've had on Audible. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, Dick Hill is the guy who narrates uh, narrates it. Uh, I like him on some other books. You know, He does a number of voices, but they're all the same. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like his style. I like how he uh, presents everything. And uh, I'm telling you this, Bad Luck and Trouble is just a freaking, I didn't read, read it. I just listened to an Audible. It's an awesome book. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and I, I just could not stop. Listening to it. Yeah, I've taken advantage of uh, of the books uh, on some of the plane trips. That's yeah. another great place. Uh, you know, you just kind of want to be able to chill and you can't sleep anymore. And so, lots of great opportunities. Um, if you go to the Swoops World homepage and click on the ad there, it will take you to audibletrial.com forward slash Swoops World. And if you go that route, uh, you will get your first download for free. Yes, uh, we will also. Uh, Earn a few pennies that way. So uh, check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. And uh, check out some of the really cool titles that they have. Help the, sh- help the show out. Uh, for all your fitness needs, go see our good friend who was here last week, Jack Nunn, over at Rowworks, formerly Powerhouse Fitness. If you want to get fit, get in shape, stay in shape, you name it. Indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, much, much more. Located at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach. And you can go to www.roworx.com or give them a call 562-688-1716. Let them know that Swoops Road sent you. Your first week is free. Where to Bike Orange County? Where to Bike Orange County is a book I wrote uh, that covers the 85 best rides in Orange County. It's part of a travel series. And uh, Orange County is a great, very friendly uh place to ride your bike lots of great trails and scenery um the bike the book covers you know 30 or so kid rides which are totally car-free places for your your little guys to figure out how to how to not crash uh when they're ready or you're ready to go on those uh longer rides um the book is geared towards recreational fun rides so there's each ride has you know interesting destinations uh things to see and do places to stop and eat uh comes with an accurate ride Log and map, and a companion app that uh, that uh, works re- really well with Google Maps. So, uh, where to bike Orange County? If uh, it can be purchased at uh, the local Barnes and Nobles, Am- um, REI, local bike shops, Amazon, and of course, if you go to the Swoops World homepage, there's an ad there. Clicking there will take you to Amazon. They'll ship it right to your doorstep, and we will earn a few pennies. So, check it out. Where to bike Orange County? 
You know, and I, uh, I realized, you know, we, we did the new logo this year, and I think we've only given away one thing with the new logo, right? And we give a, we give a cup of uh, something? Gave away a mug. So, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a given mood. Right? Ah. I'm in a given mood. We, uh, we'll give away a piece of, uh, you know, some uh, Swoop Throat swag to uh, anyone. No, not anyone. The first one that, uh, <laughs> responds to a little trivia question. Ooh. You can either tweet us your answer, Ooh. put it in the chat room, email us. And, uh, you know, whenever you do, if you're listening to this archive and uh, we haven't got a response yet, you're still eligible. Tweet and, it. Uh, you need to know the answer to this question. Uh-oh. Quote from a movie. Uh-oh. What movie? And the actor that said it. Well, for a guy that don't go... <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I was going to do the one that led into that one, but I, I screwed up. <laughs> For a man that don't go healed, you sure run your mouth kind of reckless. Name the movie and the actor. Now yeah, you win some free suits from. If you listen to the show regularly, <laughs> this is probably one of your favorite movies. And you should already be tweeting the crap out of this <laughs> easily. <laughs> so if we hit it on Twitter or uh, chat room or swoopsroll at G. Oh. We got a winner. Yeah, he's got the movie. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He's got the movie. He had not named the actor. Got to name the actor, too, Dave. Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. You're not going to, you know, no freebies here. You got the movie, but you got to. It's a two-part, man. It's a (laughs) two-parter. We get them both. Uh, we will have, did, he, uh, did, he, did he clean up? Yeah. Well, Does he have it? Uh, he gave us something. Uh, let, me look, let me look in the chat room. Nope, 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 nope. nope. That would have been the response. Oh, dang. He gave the response to that statement. <laughs> uh, let me just check the, uh, the email. Oh, he got it. He got it. He got it. We got a winner in the chat room. Dave, we'll be contacting you later, and we will send you out some Swoops World swag. Billy Bob Thornton, and the movie was Tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm playing cards with my brother's kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. I say that at least once a day at work, and everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> All righty, so uh, yeah, we're going to give away some swag. We're going to take a quick break and come back and get Anthony Davis online. Now, how's that going? This is Rillo Wright, and this is called Rillo's LB. Back after this. This that Long Beach East Side of Pitbull Rockwaller Jackrabbit Polly Ho Donut shops and liquor stores 40 ounce of mission bro Roll a fat blunt And tell your bitch Filled with mistletoe Puerto Rican off of 4th Street She know me I'm low key So deep Probably off a of Lyman Hill Sipping on some Henny Slow And she know We don't love them hoes Just wanna see you Take off your clothes This that blue carpet treatment Shout out to the dog father Cadillacs Older Pilots Pro neck Check the collar Smoke weed every day Bitch that's the motto Everybody in the granny Trying to hit the lotto It's for Miss Quellberg in 11th grade You said I had so much potential But I'm silly blazed Still amazed how I'm getting it now Throw it up for my city Cause I'm putting it down Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach 
Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga. I'm from Long Beach. Dog, Warren G. Nate Dog, rest in peace. Boob on the chronic, I got the recipe. Let's go see what's poppin' tonight. I'm coppers in flight, toppers to heights. Kill them off when I'm rockin' the mic. I'm like, what it is, what it do, what it seem like. Eastside train, bitch gave my niggas that green light. I'm three flights, higher than a round trip. At Louis Burger, eating fries with a down bitch. I found this to be the life I chose. I like some O's, put some nice, quite thick hoes. Whoa, it's LB, don't tell me about nothing. You smell me, that's the OG that I'm puffing. I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless. Cause Cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance. Yeah, you know what I'm on, just a fucking East, baby. I'm a fucking beach, baby. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Bomb weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Bomb weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Bomb weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Last Day Off, and you're listening to Swoops World Radio. Back to Swoops Radio Talk Show Radio Network. Dave, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on uh, Facebook. Hit me, uh, send me one of those Facebook emails with a mailing address, and we'll get your swag out to you in the next seven to ten days. Or we could just announce it live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just put it out over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what are we going to do with it? Uh, What's your alarm code, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> How about your mother's maiden name? Hey, yeah. Let's see here. Let's see if we can get AD on the line. Uh, we'll call him in a few minutes or at least see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can He's going to have a mouthful of fish if you call him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, do you see Peter with, uh, went uh, five for five on the uh, pool this week, man? Yeah, in the I saw college? That. It's blind luck, man. <laughs> Still, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he went five for five on our, our pool. We'll be talking about that a little later tonight when we get to T-Bone's timeout. And chat it up, waste like figure this out here. Alrighty. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. How the Dodgers doing? Just to, you know, chat it up here. Mm-hmm. Last I saw, they were up five to one. <clears throat> here we go. We got one ringy dingy. Good evening. Good evening, and welcome to the show. Uh, as always, we got Anthony Davis, USC great, NFL, CFL, USFL, five-time NCAA champion in football and baseball, and a uh, regular down at the Tilted Kilt of Orange. How's it going, man? Doing okay. Hanging in there. <laughs> uh, as always, always great to have you in the show. I, I went out and hung out with AD uh, last Saturday at the Tilted Kilt. And uh, watch him work a room. The man, uh, he's a stylist. <laughs> 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 Brother's sharp, man. He's got it all figured out, man. So uh, we had a good time, AD. No, great, great to see you, dear. You too, brother. Let's uh, let's get right into it. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, let's just start with. Uh, Whew, where do we start? Let's start with the NCAA uh, football here. Uh, we got uh, SEs uh, and uh, UCLA are back off of big bye weeks. Uh, what do you see happening this week? Well, first of all, it's going to be a real test for USC. Number one, we've got Oregon State coming in. Mike Riley's always been tough. You know, it's not like that Mike never seen Sarkeesian because Sarkeesian, you know, USC is assistant the head coach at Washington. It's going to be a real test. I mean, obviously. Uh, you have to be faithful for one to be the win. But it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, as far as UCLA, the key is is the quarterback play. Huntley is uh, uh, still injured. They don't know how severe that, that that left arm is. But if he doesn't come back and can't come perform, that's gonna be a, a question mark for UCLA, in my opinion. Yeah, they're uh, you know with. Uh... This past and some of the alumni from SC this week, we had, uh, you had a okay, what was his name? The linebacker that passed away, Scott Ryan, and uh, then you also had somebody, uh, a player that's actually suing the college, and Lane Kiffin, that said he was forced to play when he was hurt. Uh, have you followed any of that, Scott Ross? I'm no, sorry, didn't, Scott Ross. didn't follow that. Didn't follow that much. I heard, but I don't. I'm not clear on it. Uh, what really happened in that situation? Okay. Just move along. Next time you uh, you need to brush up on that, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I can't cover everything. I mean, all of the things. <laughs> I try to keep up there. Let's talk to you guys. I try to stay up on it. Uh-huh. All right. Well, it's, uh, you and I had kind of talked about and, and mentioned uh, the Ravens owner, and we're moving to the NFL. The Ravens owner came out and had a big news conference this week. Uh, These people in their news conference. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, he uh, he made some statements about uh, zero zero tolerance and things like that. Talk about uh, what you what you heard and what you thought about it, and uh, is he moving in the right direction? First, this is let me say this about the NFL, and that's all sports, period, professionally. I'm telling all these guys, former current players, I want the audience to listen. The NFL is going to protect their brand from here on out. It could be a zero tolerance coming up. You want to smoke the weed? Be ready. Okay? You want to slap on people? Be ready. You want to make fake bomb scares at airports? Be ready. You're going to be out of the league. They're going to protect the shield now. They put they put the commissioner on, on task. You got the owner of the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, he's very, been very diplomatic, like I said, and that's the way you should have been talked. But I'm going to tell you, behind the scene, like I've told you all before, there's somebody waiting to take your spot. 
He might not be as good right now. But they're going to replace him if you mess up. And I saw the press conference. I know what's going on. I know I know the commissioner. I know what he's going to do from here on up. I get the committee or whatever. But he's going to appease the ownership. He's going to appease the sponsors. And if you if you step out of line, depending on the severity of the problem, you're out of football because there's always somebody to replace you. And don't think you're invincible that you can't be replaced. You know, you know and I don't know how anybody thinks that. The kind of money you're getting from short well or short period, you got to enjoy that because that's going to stop. And if you want to think you can go smoke weed or do all the crazy stuff these big guys are doing now, they're going to put you out of the league. And the, the, only, the only other side of that is if you do a, a zero tolerance and you have uh, some situation where you get some somebody will try to set you up to get money. And what I suggest to you guys, first of all, if you're going to be involved with a female, if you're not married, especially a girlfriend, you better sit down and have a long, hard conversation with her. And with all the resources, NFL and the agents and the players, so if, you, if you feel for this person, I mean, I know somebody might feel funny about the way things are going on. You better get them checked out. You better do a background check before you start getting involved because there's some unscrupulous people out there. They're looking to lay for you. You know, don't think you're invincible because they can get you on and off the field. So that's my take on everything and what I've seen. I've talked to several people uh, in the course of the Ray Rice stuff, the Adrian Peterson situation, and all these other domestic violence problems. And the league is going to protect that shield big time. So much money involved, you can be replaced. happening with this uh, you know recently and all the stuff that's been coming down after that and a lot of people making comments on it and I don't know if you have an opinion on this I was listening to one of the other uh, stations over the, the last couple of days and uh, a lot of people were hammering uh, um, uh, my memory's just shot uh, linebacker used to play with the Ravens he's an announcer now Ray Lewis Ray Lewis uh, as a matter of fact, they said, uh, why are we actually getting... Why, why are we granting him some sort of moral authority? <laughs> yeah, moral authority, exactly. You heard the same thing I heard. Uh, I didn't even have to hear it. Do you, uh, did you, what were your thoughts on that? I know you heard a little bit about, uh, you know, Ray was speaking up uh, uh, behind uh, what Ray Rice should have done, his behavior and whatnot. Well, he needed to be condemned. Now, nobody, nobody doubts that. But uh, Ray had a few issues of his own. Well, first of all, I mean, you know, I mean, Ray Lewis is a great linebacker, 17 years with the ball in the Ravens, you know, great player. But in terms of this situation, I think he should step back. I think he shouldn't even enter the conversation. You know, he knows, he knows he made a mistake. And it was very devastating. Two people killed when the, in this situation. I, mean, I think his situation of structure of justice, what happened in uh, – some about how the knives had killed the two individuals at the Super Bowl 2000 when the Rams, Rams and uh, uh, Atlanta played. Because I was at that Super Bowl. I was not far away from uh, when the two guys got slain. I happened to be in, in town for the Super Bowl week. And I can tell you, uh, that was pretty awful. And, and I know a lot of people comment on why is he making any kind of statement based on what he'd been through with the issue. So if you got issues like that, they might be viable, but in some cases, you shouldn't say anything. You should, you should, you should absence yourself from that. 
It's all sin. The the kinds of doing things. He's doing a good job on the end. He's doing a good analyst, uh, being a good analyst. But when he came to Ray Rice, I think he was just stop, stepped away because it's a really unfortunate situation. That's uncommon. I would have made it if I was him. The kind of things that these guys are getting uh, getting in trouble for, uh, and, you know, and we can go back a little bit further, you know, some other, you know some other guys too, but uh, the things that are popping up on a, on a weekly basis here with the NFL, um, what was it like when you were playing? I mean, did you did you guys have you know would you still be in the league? Did guys get in trouble with things like this, or was it overlooked, or was the t- the tolerance level uh, higher or lower then? What, what was it like when you were playing? Well, let me tell you, you know, back in my day, I mean, I'm sure it, it, it's always been, the domestic thing's always been there. You, know, you don't really have the social media, the internet, and the way stuff travels now, but still. But back in those days, it, it was more of a, a zero policy. Then if you got in trouble and you affected anything, uh, you got to it was 30, you know, it was, it was a long time ago. And, uh, but still, if you got in any kind of trouble, you're out of the league. I mean, they didn't play that, you know. They just didn't play. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, when I played, if anything went wrong, if you stepped over the line, you got seriously questioned. <laughs> seriously questioned. And if, it, and, and if it was anything, if you don't affect anything with the team, yourself, uh, character-wise, they didn't play that. They need to go back to those that, those old policies. They really do. Because yeah. that'll straighten guys out. And then also, you know, uh, 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 back in my day, for some reason, it seemed like they really – focus on people's situations more so than they're doing the damn. I mean, they, a lot of these guys, saying that they, they know the character situations of a lot of these guys. And some of them, well, if the guy can play, we got to have him on the team. Well, now, based on what you saw lately, if they see any kind of blemishes on you, and, they, and I think they're going to start in high school now, I think, on kids that they think that potentially can come that far. You're not going to get drafted, and you're not going to get drafted high, and they're going to have a no time. I believe they're going to have no tolerance. If you screw up, and you have a history, a past history. You won't even, you won't even get drafted. Yeah. That's well, what I believe. Is gonna, that's that, what I believe that's where it's going. That was I the question. Wrong, I believe that's where it's going. That was one of the questions that popped up when uh, Aaron Hernandez got arrested for his double murder or whatever it was. Is uh, you know, here's a guy that they they had coming out of college with a, with a lot of issues. And uh, questions about how do you how do you get you know how do you make it into the league get drafted in the first place, um, and uh, so you think they're going to take a bigger bigger a bigger look at that these days? Well, let me say this: a situation like with, with Hernandez and stuff like that, he's not going to get a draft. Look at how good he is. I tell you, that's what the league's going to go. And like I've told you before, there's so many good ball players out there. Don't think you're don't think you're all this and all that. You can be replaced. Might not be as good. Might not be as quick. But they, they're not going. They're going to draft. They're not. They're going. If they see anything like Aaron Hernandez, they're not. He's not getting drafted. And what I would do, and I'd love to be the guy to go to these colleges and tell guys, hey, I'll give them the, the do's and don'ts of the National Football. These people are not playing now. They've been so exposed, and you have sponsors that are going to pull them away from. Them. They're not going to let that happen. If they get an inkling that you're messing up, you're gone. You're gone. And anybody hearing what I'm saying, listen hard, because they're going to get rid of you. You can you can be Bob Hayes on a nine foot. You, 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 you can be you can be my man Bolt down in Jamaica running nine point six hundred meters. They're not going to let you in the league. They're going to you're not going to not going to let you in there. If they know you can cost them their money, which boils down to the money, you're not coming in that league. 
Here's a, here's a question for you, Eddie, and I don't know if this is a situation you saw, but I, I'd still like to get your thoughts on on the, the outcome and, and, and how these things are, are handled. Um, Chris Baker of the Redskins leveled Nick Foles uh, in a game the other day, uh, which they said he was blindsided and whatnot. Uh, the ruling on the field was, uh, was he was ejected. Now, the NFL, NFL Rules Committee has since ruled uh, that the hit was legal. Uh, how does that affect, uh, you know, you can't go back and put the guy back in the game and, and things like that, but how does that affect uh, a team when you, you have a guy that gets ejected by, on the field at the time and then the, the rules committee comes back later and says, well, you know, he, he what he did was completely legal and he shouldn't have been ejected? Well, first of all, it was a clean hit. It was a clean hit, but, but, but I mean, first of all, Look, in most situations, you're not going to hit a quarterback. You're not going to hit anybody like that. The play is pretty much over, and he's not afraid of blocking you or something like that or whatever the situation is. You just don't clean shot. That, that, that's just a gentleman's thing in, in, in football. You just don't – look, you just don't tear somebody up like that and hit him like that. You know it's clean. There's no penalty basically, and, and, and they got it right, but you just don't do that. That's just a gentleman's thing to do with something like that. I mean, come on, the guy's not even looking. Leave that alone. Don't even do that. You know, don't hurt your fellow guy. I mean, that's, this, it's already dangerous enough in the National Football League. The biggest harm to concussions and everything you talk about. I mean, you know, you're short, you have a short career, but don't just keep hurt, potentially hurt somebody in their career doing that. Yeah. You know, you know just, just grab him, just brush him a little bit, and that's it. But to try to de- put a devastating shot on him, I mean, it, it, I mean he could have hit him even harder. That was hard enough. You don't even do that. Well, this hit, I mean, I watched it. I watched this game live. I saw it, too. This hit was nothing compared to, I don't remember who the defensive lineman was for the Saints a few years back who laid out Kurt Warner in the right. Superdome. And right. this was the year that Kurt Warner retired. This is when he said, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, this, and Kurt Warner's body looked like, a Gumby doll. Looked like a Stretch Armstrong doll. Yeah, I mean, he, he bent in ways that a human body is not supposed to bend when you watch that thing in slow motion. And they showed it like 19 times in super slow motion. Yeah. And it, right. that one was downright vicious. This one, it, it was it was out of line, I think. Uh, but Nick Foles is a big boy, too. I mean, he's 6'7", you know, 260 right. pounds. He, he's a big kid. He can hold his own up there, and the guy needs to have his head on a swivel for one thing, because he knows that damn it, everybody's out there to kill him. You know, most plays anyway. I'm not excusing it, but I, I think that more was made of it than needed to be made. I think that right. uh, you know, uh, whatever the guy's name was for Philly who came over and started throwing blows, he definitely deserved to be ejected. Um, but I, you know, I. Do I think it was necessary? No. Do I think it was perfectly within the rules of the game? Absolutely. And everybody's got to get they got to get this idea out of their head that there's like people who I mean you don't have the red no contact hands off jersey. You're out there in a friggin' game situation, you know. I first of all, first of all, if I'm in, when I'm playing in if I'm in the field, somebody did that, he would get jammed up with my own, our own teammates for doing that. You know, our own team was in. I'd have, you know, if I'd have saw him do that, I'd have jammed him up. I said, man, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? Yeah. You know, you don't do that. I mean, that, that's a gentleman thing. You don't do that. You're playing like you, you're trying to damage somebody's career. You don't do that. See, I would have jammed him up if I was on his team. Okay? 
I had a guy on who did something like that. We, we all got on. For what? What's, you know, what is it? What is the game? Hurt somebody like that? I don't care. You're even attempt to do that. You don't do that. We, we, we'd have got on as teammates. We'd have got on. Yeah. Now, whether or not some of the guys on, on the team did that, uh, if, if some of the Redskins talked to this guy, I'm sure somebody talked to him, and I'm sure the coaches talked to him, or maybe no one talked to him. Now, I know we would have, back in my day. The um, let's, talk, let's touch a little bit on concussions. It, 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 it's kind of pushed a little bit to the background with the domestic violence issues and such like that. But, um, you know, concussions continue to be a, a, a big deal. Uh, and, uh, you know, you and I had a little chat, and, uh, you know, there are, there's some thought out there that some of these guys, some of the behavior of some of these guys may be, uh, you know, not completely contributing to it, but, you know, somewhat contributing to the, uh, you know, the concussion uh, aspect of the game. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. I agree with that. We have a bad connection with you guys. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it was it was in and out. I, I, it could be on your end. You know what? I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick break and we'll give you a call back. Well, and, and well, I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. Okay, good. What did you just say? No, we were. You know, you know. There's a lot of talk out there about that. Some of the behavior issues that are happening or that are getting noticed in the NFL, uh, while these guys are responsible for their own behavior. Question is. Can concussions be uh, a somewhat of a contributing factor to some of the behavior? I totally agree with that. I believe that when you get hit in the head so many times, and now that they found an enzyme uh, that does that stuff, I think it contributes to a lot of that. You know, a lot of these guys are getting hit in the head for years, and uh, it does create. I think it creates issues. Yeah, and I can talk as a former player. It does because. Uh, I had problems. I've had, but I'm not as bad as most guys. I'm, my stuff's under control. My anger stuff is under control. I've been rehabbing and I've been taking my supplements. But the bottom line is, I do think that contributes to a lot of the uh, the behavior problems with guys. And then, if guys have a problem with with with, with, with drinking and alcohol, drinking and, and, and narcotics, over the counter and illegal, I mean, that really contributes to it. And, and, and you don't need to smoke weed. You don't need to take any of that stuff. That contributes to it as well, I believe. Ad, as always, uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, we will uh, we will have a chance to talk again next week and uh, talk about whatever happens uh, during the week. You're going to be at the Tilt to Kilt uh, this week, as always, right? The Tilt to Kilt of Orange. Tilt to Kilt with all the scenery and all the people and all whoever comes in there. <laughs> well, it's right there on Catella, just a little bit uh, east of uh, the, the Honda Center. Uh, go down there and check it out. He's there all, all day Saturday for all the games. Get a chance to talk to AD. He'll sign, uh, sign some pictures for you, uh, chat with you, answer some questions, and uh, generally have all around good time. And thanks a lot for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week, brother. Thank you. You listen to the Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network and take a quick break. Listen to Cersei. This is called Lionheart. Back after this. Of 
to be a teacher when you were little but as you grew up things changed teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore so you decided to become something else but what would your 12 year old self say interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today so it's time to put it back on your list don't try to convince yourself otherwise you had it right the first time find out how you can make more at teach.org make more teach brought to you by teach and the ad council Let me drive. How do you know when it's time to give up the keys? When your dog grabs your keys from your lap and your lap is on the floor. Yep, it's Jeff Foxworthy for Rad saying, when you party, be sure to designate before you celebrate. It won't make it home alive. Let me drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Please don't drink and drive. It's not fun. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Sada Mola. And we're Halloween. She said she's okay now. She knows what to do. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, 
It's T-Bone's Timeout. some college football teams who have probably officially been eliminated from the new playoff uh, come January, December and January. We have some NFL teams that have surprised, some NFL teams that have disappointed, and we have some folks in the Bay Area who have designed a new basketball arena that looks like a giant toilet. So, <laughs> it's a fun week in sports, You're and a fun where week to begin. <laughs> So did uh, did you guys? Okay, let's do a quick update on the Dodgers score because the Dodgers are currently playing the Giants, and uh, depending on the outcome, this could clinch the NL West for yeah. Los Doyers. Peter, yep. what do you uh, have for us? I've got it at seven to one in the bottom of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth are the Giants changing pitchers right now. Uh, it's what it looks like. Uh, I'm been a long delay on the game tracker there. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, eight uh, seven to one with runners at first and second and one out so, is, is uh, where we got. One Kershaw Uribe is still just, in. Uh, one Uribe just uh, singled in yep. two runs. And there it goes. Just happened. Yeah, on my hair. Yep. And so now we got a pitching change officially. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the Dodgers looking like they're in a strong position. Yeah. <laughs> Up seven to one in the bottom of the eighth. Eight to one now. Eight to one, in a strong position to finish things off and clinch the division. Uh, Clayton Kershaw on the hill. That's kind of. Uh, think you'll let him go. I, I would let him go for a complete game. Why not? Seven run cushion. Seven run cushion, and uh, you know, you know, he's going to have at least five days off, at least, right? Yeah, but you if know, you it's, it's always pitch count, man. It's well, always. it is pitch. I mean, if his pitch count's way high, I don't know what that is. If his pitch count's way high, I say you know, pull him. But well, you know, the eight run, to one is probably the not run that the wrong. Giants have scored thus far happened on not even a pitch, right? Because he balked, right? Did yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm guessing. I know in the first inning he he got it was three up, three down with eight pitches. So I'm I'm guessing the pitch count's low. You leave him in. Uh, now if the pitch count's way high, take him out because you're also crushing it. Um, but you know, I I found it interesting. Uh, I saw somewhere that Bruce Bochy, uh, you know, skipper for the the Boch, yeah, who I like. I've always liked. Him. I liked him when he was down in San Diego, and I'm not a Giants fan, but I think he does a pretty good job up there. Yeah. Uh, but I saw him say that he felt Kershaw was a slam dunk for the NL MVP. Oh, without a doubt. With, with, and including the Cy Young. So, without a doubt. Um, well, tonight he has an RBI triple. <laughs> crazy, right? He has right? a behind-the-back line drive catch. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, I, did the I, guy I, ask him, did, did you catch that? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's... As good as the National League has been this year in comparison to the uh, the junior circuit, the American League, I think that uh, he still rises above just about every everyday position player yeah. in terms of his impact for that team. So, and, and normally I, I just I'm like, yeah, you know, Cy Young got, got an award yeah. for you guys. But sometimes some guy comes along and just. Yeah, I, th- I I think he can make a very legitimate argument. Uh, I mean, he's a slam dunk for the Cy Young. Uh, and I think he can make a very legitimate argument for the MVP as well. What a doubt. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I, you know, I don't think the Dodgers, based on how they're finishing the season, they 
they're, are not a team that probably is going to go deep into playoffs, well, I don't think. But I, I you think never know. the confidence that may have been there three weeks ago is not so much there right now. Right. Um, but I think it's – That can be a good thing in a lot of ways. Uh, you, you have this fear. I mean, you, you know, fans have this fear of a team steamrolling in without having faced much in the way of adversity and really being yeah, kind of like shaken them. a little bit. Uh, I like to get those losses out the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something to be said for that. I, and I yeah. think that the Angels right now have been riding this high for the last month and a half since the A's decided that they didn't really want to play postseason yeah, what's baseball. what's up with that, man? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Free fall our, there. Our guest earlier tonight is probably rooting for the A's to lose out um, because that would be the easiest way for Cleveland to find their way in. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Angels, I mean, they, they've got two games left to play and a chance to – I think they have two left to play. No, they have three, maybe. Yeah, I think it's three. They, and they, they still have a shot at 100, game, 100 wins this season. They're the only team who has a shot to win triple digits this year. Um, and the, the funny thing is that the, a, the Angels have played well all season long. I mean, I heard, you know, something that – I was reminded of the other night on the radio that the A's were in sole possession of first place in the AL West from mid-April to the third week of August, I believe. So they had four months, you know, two-thirds of the season plus, where they were in sole possession of first place, lighting it up. Yeah. The, all, the whole time, the Angels were the second-best record in baseball for the most part. I mean... And I'm not an Angels fan. <laughs> I, I don't relish this opportunity to talk about the fact that they're doing well this year. But uh, they, they I think, are in a different position than the Dodgers in the fact that they've pretty much done no wrong for the last two months. Um, it might be. And th there are two ways to think about it. One is that, oh, you're peaking at the right time. Right. You know, and they've kind of played well all year like we just talked about. But... Uh, there's something to be said for kind of flushing the bad stuff out before it really matters. Because right. you can lose four games in a row in the regular season and live to talk about it the next day. And come October, you lose four in a row, or four out of five, six, or seven, and there is no next day. You're doing exit interviews the next day. Yeah. And didn't they just have a couple uh, key injuries or something like that? They, it's not Hamilton. Yeah, Could Hamil be out. Hamilton, I for a while, they're saying. Yeah. Or somebody else who, not like top, top guy, but they they, they might be uh, they might be at that point where, like, they, as you were kind of indicating, uh, maybe uh, slow down. Huh? It could be. Could be. But, you know, the, the American League, I think, is the weaker of the two this year. Um, not to take anything away from what they've done or what Baltimore has done or what all the teams in the Central still fighting for a spot have done. Um but I, I think that the Angels right now stand head and shoulders above everybody else in the American League. Uh, sad news on that front for you, Swoop. The, the Yankees lost today, and uh, there will be no one more playoff push for Derek Jeter and company. I knew that Cap played his last, whole, last Yankee game uh, at home yesterday, was it? So it was that. It wasn't going to happen. How are you feeling about this, man? 
This you is know. your free therapy session. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never happy when the when, when, when the, the pinstripers don't make the playoffs, but uh, you know, it was uh, it was good to watch a few games. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of games. Watching baseball on TV for now, unless it's like, unless it is October, is kind of draining. But yeah, uh, I did watch a few games to see uh, see the man out there for the last time. Do you get the Yes Network out here? I get whatever comes on. <laughs> I just turn on the TV. But I got a uh, 511, which is uh, Channel 11, uh, whatever, and see what the game of the week is. And lots of times it is the Yankees, so uh, you know, I got to see a few of those. We should have been talking about this months ago because you could have watched more of the games, you know, whenever you felt like it. I realize that. I, I have my ways. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Some of them are I, even legal. True that, brother, but, uh, you know, it, I love being at baseball games. Yeah. I really do love I, uh, I I find that watching them on TV, unless it's unless there's something on the line, that it's hard for me to watch an entire game on TV. Uh, You're not a real American. <laughs> I am. I, you, know, it's really weird. It's, you know what's really weird is I can I can listen to an entire game. You're on not radio. even supposed to dignify yeah. that with a response. I can, to, I can listen to a whole game on radio. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got home from work last night and pulled pulled up the the eight, the. Dodgers Giants game, yeah. and laid down on the couch and closed my eyes and fell asleep to the sweet sounds of Vin Scully. Man. Yeah, man, many of us have done that. Um, Our entire lives. And that, <laughs> last, night's, last night's game was Crazy. very interesting. It was much more entertaining than tonight's game sounds. Yeah. If you're a baseball fan, yeah, I, if you're a Dodger fan, much. I think tonight's game is probably going to sound pretty sweet. Come, uh, it is, it, it is. But I, I watched, but, I watched last night's game on TV, and uh, last I night's game it. had high drama in yeah. every. Every TV? single pack. Yeah, man. How do you do that? I just plug the computer oh, yeah. into, <laughs> into the TV. You watch it on a TV screen. Into one of those choice websites. <laughs> right. That we about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> My bad. But, yeah, last night's game was very entertaining. We had Bumgarner against uh, Granky. And in the first, in the bottom of the first, uh, we had Bumgarner plunked Pui. Yeah. Hit him in the foot. Or the With ankle, something like that. Yeah. And they basically said, "Get over it." And they both yeah. woofed at each other a little bit, <laughs> which is funny because Pui kind of sat on the ground for a while. Like, he did. Como se dice in English? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. What he should learn to say is uh, how to hit the cutoff man. Yeah. Well. There's no. There's how to and want to, yeah, and those are two different things. But um, he also threw one out last night. You know what, though? That this, was a this, beautiful. This is his. So he's either all or nothing. Year, his second year in the league, right? This is his uh, first full year. He didn't play the full year last year. Oh, my God. He can't he call came it in the he first week of June. Call it up to like the well, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. technically speaking. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, and, it's his second year. And it's, it's the end of the season. His fundamentals should be really sound. He shouldn't be making mistakes like that. Especially if he's playing center field. No, yeah. I agree 100% yeah. with you. He's. It's he's, not a language issue. No. It's no. A, I am so damn good, I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's a time to do that. And that's what there's, he's, there, but that's what he's done for his entire life. But there, yeah. there's a time to do. It. And I he's saw, still that good. I saw Reggie miss the cutoff man and throw a guy out at first at home plate from uh, right field once in a playoff game when it absolutely had to be done. And that's the but, thing is, yeah. <laughs> you need to save those for those moments. Yeah. Like, as a reasonable shot, shot, and it and missing it here isn't going to necessarily kill the whole thing. I mean, he he just, I like him. He's, he's a fun player to watch. No two ways about it. But he he does have that ten cent head with those ten cent moments. Uh, 
But then last night he threw a guy out going to home, yeah. and now at that point was a game changer, right? Because mm-hmm. at that point, if I remember correctly, the game was either tied or that would have tied the game. So that was a huge game changer. But that's when you need to do that. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to do that every single play. You that don't then, need to do it when the, when you're going to get the go the go ahead run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so he's he's exciting, but not always for the right reason. <laughs> But, yeah, last night the Giants had their main man, Bumgarner, up there on the hill. Uh, he gave up two home runs in the first inning and then came back and hit his own. Right. In the that second was crazy. And the third. Yeah. Hit a two-run shot. Um, who was it? Who hit the – one in the first and one in the – Turner. Turner. Which is not a guy – He's got seven on the year. Seven two, the year. two of them were last night. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Bumgarner has four dingers on the season, which is – Oh, I didn't realize that. Game. That was his fourth home run of the year of last the night. Year? And he's only no he only plays every fifth game. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kershaw gets one every now and then. Some yeah. of these pitchers hit one every well, few. What was, that, what, what was the pitcher average uh, per game? Like three at bats, maybe. It, if they're it, like Kershaw averages guys, three guys at bats because he pitches guys eight that innings. go seven eight innings on the regular. Yeah, yeah they're going to get three or four at bats, uh, three or four plate appearances at least. Um, but you know your average pitcher in the National League is going maybe five, five and two thirds. They're probably getting two to maybe three, depending on what their offense is doing on a given night. Right. Um, but some of these guys that are aces, they they're going to get their shots. You know, even yeah. if it's only every fifth game, they're going to get their looks up there at the plate. And and Vin, Vin Scully was ruthless on Granky last night, man. He said. There's just no excuse for that. Oh and two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh and two. He was spot on. I I was totally agreeing yeah. with him. Um, that that. But last night's game was a lot of fun to watch. It was a great game. There was some drama. There was some some uh, some long balls. Um, and when the Giants and the Dodgers are battling it out towards the end of the season for that's a spot in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, it was a fun you game. You can go all the way back to the shot heard around the world, and that's part of baseball, you know. Um, we're on the we're on the correct coast now, not the right coast, but the correct coast, and it's still it's still a part of baseball. It's still part of the fabric of this whole thing. And uh, do we have a final score yet? No, nope. not quite. Let's see. Peter's going to be looking at that while we're talking about. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, former <laughs> former and current Yankees and all that stuff. You know, A Rod was in uh, A Rod was out of New York on Saturday. He was in Lincoln, Nebraska. How was on he? Saturday to catch uh, his hometown Hurricanes against the Cornhuskers on Saturday evening. College football was fun this weekend. Um, USC and UCLA both had buys uh, while a quarterback and some other people licked their wounds. Yeah, they, uh, Huntley, man, he, is he going to play tomorrow or this uh, week? You know what? I'm pretty sure he's going to play tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, tomorrow, but... Uh, well, Saturday. Saturday yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, God, I wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> it really just skipped this whole Thursday, Friday thing. Honestly, about enough. Um, but I, I think that he will see some time, especially if if things get snug this weekend. But um, the Trojans are hosting Oregon State this weekend after their bye. Yes. And. I think that USC has won like 33 of the last 35 against the Beavs, maybe 33 of the last 37. Well, word, um, I think you were a little tough on the Beavs last night. <laughs> 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 I 
It's Wally's fault. It is Wally's fault. It's always Wally's fault. <laughs> but uh, in, a, in a battle of two ranked teams this weekend, uh, we've got UCLA and Arizona State. Yes. Uh, and like uh, like we talked about just a minute ago, I think that Hundley is going to get some playing time. I don't know if he'll be in there all night long, but I think that uh, this is a team with, with enough to play for that they're going to let, let the big boy put the team on his back. And Hundley is more than capable of that. Um, he's, a, he's an amazing ball player, man. He is. You know, give him that. He absolutely is. Um, what did you guys think about... The, the rest of the games this past weekend. Well, first of all, we, we have to give props to Peter. <laughs> Peter was five for five, five for on the college, five on the college level. Mind luck. <laughs> I wish I could say I was a genius, but the one that really jumped out at me, the one that really jumped out at me was Army and Wake Forest. <laughs> that was like a, that was a flip a coin. <laughs> it was only us. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna win this game? And I had no reason to pick Army. I should have picked Wake Forest. I'm wearing Wake Forest shorts right now. And Peter, the only one that picks him and gets the W. Yeah. Go figure, because. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll take it. I will uh, definitely take it. I watched it. Did you watch that Clemson-Florida Florida State game? I watched most of it. I mean, that, that game was on at the same time as the Nebraska-Miami game, so I was. they were both on on television. But Nebraska was pretty – they pretty much had it in hand, so you didn't have to stick there, did you? They were they were beating Miami. I was going to enjoy every bit of it. The last time I saw those teams play in person, Miami was up thirty-four to nothing at halftime. So I, I was going to enjoy it, and I think that was the that was the general attitude in the stadium, from what I could see too. I mean, people there were some fights that broke out on the field during the course of the game in the second half when Miami started to kind of give it away. Um, people in the stands were actually booing, which is really it's really not. Uh, not encouraged over there right. in Lincoln. You know they they like to applaud the opposing team after the game. Not not Saturday night. Merciless booze. <laughs> Ninety thousand drunk white people, which is pretty funny. Um, but the Clemson Florida State game. You know we talked about Jameis Winston, and I still don't know what he did or said. I do. Do you have a video of it or something? Because no, I, I am I am so internet clueless yeah, right now. From, I, what, from what I understand, it I don't know. Maybe something came later. But basically, uh, he jumped was, up uh, on a table and it's an internet meme. And what uh, is it? Because I'm clueless about the interwebs right now. And, uh, we'll talk about. It. I don't know. We're not going to talk about it on the air. Is it inappropriate? You know, apparently, an internet meme. The, the article I read was everybody who was there thought it was hilarious because they're all college kids and they're, uh -huh. they're all in these internet memes. Uh, <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> that's What I understand there was, you know, the way they found out about it is everybody was tweeting about it and Instagram and go, ah, it was so funny, jump on the table. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so whatever, uh, you know. Here's the thing. You, 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 when you're the high-profile guy, you get all you're, you're under all the scrutiny in the, in the world. Yeah. I'm sure he was probably like the fifth person to jump up on the table that day and do it. <laughs> you know what I mean, type of thing. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's just a stupid, stupid thing, and uh, we'll talk about it. And then we'll, we'll talk about it in a break, and if we want to talk about it in the air, we can Okay. All right, so. that's fine. Because still, I still don't know what he said or whatever. So, I mean, ESPN and the AP and everybody else was very coy about it. They just, 
some popular offensive sexually suggestive internet meme and i'm just not willing to do the legwork to find out what it was especially when i'm on my work computer on the school network right. where if i try to google that shit i'm gonna yeah. get red flagged <laughs> well we, we we gotta take a break real, real quick anyway so okay let's take a quick Perfect. break this is swoops from the talk star radio network we're in uh, t-bones timeout we'll be back after this this is stefana come as you are
Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Kelly Z. And Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and AmeriBlues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. You know, like speak, a true professional, man. Speaking of dead, after the first two weeks, three weeks of the college football season, everyone had pretty much left the Big Ten for dead. Deservedly so. But the uh, the erstwhile moribund Big Ten had a little bit of a resurgent week four. Uh, in fact, they they played up something to the tune of 12-1 and one on the weekend. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we already talked a little bit. Nebraska uh, winning... At home against Miami, they beat the U 41-31. It was 41-24 with a minute left, and Miami got a garbage-time touchdown. They took two timeouts in the last minute of play to make sure they punched one more in the end zone. Uh, it's no quitting their game, man. <laughs> Especially when it came to throwing punches. They, they were classic, classic thug U. I'm allowed to say thug because it's the internet. <laughs> thug is the new term that we're not allowed to say on television Why is that? terrestrial radio because people think that it's a substitute for other derogatory terms That's just bullshit. towards the African-American population. I agree. Hmm. Uh, because the U has played thuggishly on many occasions in the past. Richard Sherman likes to run his mouth, but he couldn't have made it in Miami. <laughs> He's a Stanford man. It's just smart for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually graduated. But yeah, the the Big Ten had a pulse this weekend. Um, Michigan State got to play against a directional Michigan school, so you know that didn't really count. Wisconsin got to play Bowling Green, who actually beat Indiana the week before. So Bowling Green, say what you will about Indiana, but Indiana beat newfound SEC power Mizzou. In Columbia, Missouri, over the weekend. So, uh, um, here in Indiana, I don't know, I think of Bobby Knight. Yeah, you know, Hoosiers, yeah. whatever. Chairs, Chairs getting thrown through across the rooms. <laughs> um, I just get thrown on the old bench, football bench. <laughs> Oklahoma held up in a tough test at West Virginia. They went to couch burning uh, Morgantown and. Had to had to return a kickoff for a touchdown just to keep things uh, at even money. I didn't see that. 
It, uh, and I wouldn't blame you for not recognizing what you saw, because Oklahoma wore funny Nike uniforms. Did they? Yeah, they didn't wear their... And th- this wasn't the first time they've worn this particular set, but it might have been the second. Um, Did Snoop give it to us? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon survived a barn burner out in Pullman. They beat the Washington State Cougars and Mike Leach and company, 38-31. We already talked a little bit about the fact that Florida State was without famous Jameis on Saturday, originally suspended for the first half of the game, and then uh, Florida State administrators pulled a Roger Goodell and decided to make a stiffer penalty. Uh, Jameis Winston out the whole game, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner uh, for the defending national champs. He actually came out onto the field during warm-ups in full pads and everything. Yeah, uh, take the pads and off. And the head coach, uh, Jimbo <laughs> Fisher, had to say, dude, you're I, don't, I think the officials told him he had to take him off. I'm sure that several people told him <laughs> before he claimed, you know, oh, I, I'm sorry, it was just a miscommunication. Yeah, I'll just have to, I'll I just, thought you said yes. Just help my boy, just help my boy warm up here. Uh-huh. Surprised he didn't come out with a different number. Switch jerseys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Mr. Winston goes back in, comes back out with no pads and no helmet. And uh, Florida State. No pads, no helmet, but all of the camera time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, when you got a story, you run with it. Hey, he wasn't operating the camera, so it is his fault. Jeez, yeah, no, no. man, all I could uh, put the game, put the camera back on the field. Yeah, you man. know there's a guy actually playing quarterback. Yeah. Right? Um, but Florida State escapes. They get tied 17-17, go to overtime, and get the W. 23-17 over the Clemson Tigers because Clemson can't win big games. They just can't. Believe it when I see it, but for the time being, I'm gonna go with the fact that they just can't. Um, this week, we have less interesting games from a ranked standpoint. Uh, actually, Florida State has another challenge ahead of them. They go on the road to NC State, who is currently undefeated. They're gonna go down to Raleigh, hang out or up for them, I guess. I get a little confused over here on the on the West Coast. Confused, Decatur. Yeah. Time. <coughs> Texas A&M, who has played three teams really that don't, well, they, they beat the piss out of South Carolina on opening weekend, but beyond that, they've really they played Lamar. You're not impressed. Uh, they beat SMU this week, 58-6, to and SMU's coach just quit last week, so... Uh, I don't really so they quit like the like the reporter uh, in Alaska. <laughs> oh, no, that was good. <laughs> I love that the, the news co- the news uh, the channel she later said they fired her. Oh, she's fired. It's like, no, no, she quit. No, she, she quit. Like I don't know what you were watching, but I, I just heard that broad quit. Like you can't fire her. She already quit. Just like to let our listeners know that an employee has been terminated. No, no, she fucking quit. Yeah, she, she, she terminated that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Really, the God, you got misery in South Carolina in a battle of two three and one SEC teams. Uh, honestly, Notre Dame and Syracuse and Oregon State USC might be some of the better games out there. And like we said, UCLA and Arizona State facing off. That's actually tomorrow night in Tempe, and that's on Fox Sports One for those of you guys who actually get that channel. For those of you who don't, you know the drill. Find a way. Just put it into, you know, 
get, spoof your address or something before you Google anything like that. You don't want the FBI or Homeland Security, Homeland Security. or anyone like that kicking down your door. But uh, college football conference play starting in earnest over the next week or two. How'd you guys do on your NFL picks? I know Peter nailed his college picks five and zero this week. Oh, NFL picks. Oh. Uh, I, I picked up. There. I had uh, four wins. I only lost the Green Bay game. Oh, I lost the hell out of the Green Bay game. We all did. Jeez. Detroit, the Motor City came through. You know, anyway. and it's not that I I think poorly of the Lions. I think the Lions are a very good football team. Um, I just think the Packers. Could have done much, much, much more. Than well, you know, you look, you're looking at guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and a couple other guys that have been, you know, perennial, you know, superstars, and and, and can always come through and deliver. And they're struggling, man. They're, they're yeah. freaking struggling this year. Well, when we talk about last week and our, and our NFL picks in particular, I think I get the prize for the turkey pick of the week. That was uh, the that was the Buccaneers, and yeah. the, the, if the question is where are the Buccaneers, the answer it must be that they're under my Bucking hat because they sure as hell weren't on the football they field got down spanked. there. They got was it like fifty five? It something? was fifty six to fourteen, and yeah. it wasn't that close. <laughs> uh, it was thirty five to nothing at halftime, I believe, or maybe even midway through the second quarter, and I believe it was forty nine to zero midway through the third. Uh, it was one of the most sound beatings I think I have witnessed in my life watching the NFL. I mean, you know, this kind of stuff happens in college all the time because right. you have such such wide gaps of talent occasionally. Um, but in the NFL, you generally don't expect to see a team wilt. Quite to that degree, especially in an air-conditioned dome. <laughs> neither neither did Lovey Smith. <laughs> yeah, you know i i don't I don't fault him for taking no, a mean, job. That poor guy looks like he's geez, miserable there. I mean, that for one, you're talking about a franchise that really has experienced like five years of success in their 40-year, 39, or however many years they've been in the league. Uh, they're more memorable for the fact that they went 0-16 their first year and that they used to wear god-awful 50-50 bar uniforms than for the fact that they've ever been competitive. So uh, they've got these weird new alarm clock uniforms this year, and that's not changing the fact that they're still Tampa Bay. And they got thoroughly embarrassed at Atlanta on Thursday night. There were some fun games this weekend in the NFL, though. Uh, the Cowboys and the Rams, that was a very entertaining game to watch. A lot of points scored, a few fun turnovers. Uh, Washington and Philly, that was a good game. Uh, we had some fights. We had some, <laughs> some very interesting stuff go down. And uh, in the end, the Green Birds pulled it out over the Red Feathers. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the non-Daniel Snyder version. Um, but Washington losing at Philly, 37-34, in a game that could have gone either way. Uh, the Saints finally got their first win of the year. And an unimpressive win at home against a bad Vikings team without Adrian Peterson. Uh, but speaking of unimpressive wins at home, the Raiders really put some fear into the Patriots, I think. 
on Sunday. <laughs> uh, in a game that featured six field goals and one touchdown, mm. the Patriots <laughs> the Patriots beat the Raiders sixteen to nine. In a score that almost feels like it should have been either a high school girls softball game or a high school girls basketball game. <laughs> um, yeah, not not a lot going on in that game to make you think that that the Patriots are really the Patriots of old. Granted, you know Tom Brady has said I'm gonna play until I suck, and on Sunday he sucked. <laughs> so did the whole team, though. So. Yeah, they still eked out a win over the Mighty Raiders. They did. They eked out a win. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you can say, you know what, at home, I'll take it. That's that's like, that was the classic, this is our home field advantage. We're going to get a win even on a day when we probably don't deserve one. Yeah. That was that was essentially what we saw there in, in Foxborough on Sunday. Um, let's see. Oh, Cleveland found a way to lose. And this was on the defense <laughs> and the special teams, and maybe a little bit the offense. Pretty <laughs> uh, much covers it all, right? The, the, the Browns had this game in every way imaginable, and they managed. Art Modell got to piss out of his grave one last time on the Browns because uh, the Baltimore Ravens come in and win a game they had no business winning against Cleveland. Um, brace yourselves, football fans, but the best team in the NFL – might wear orange and might be in the state of Ohio, but they've got tiger stripes. Uh, the Bengals mm. just—they look vicious right now, man. I—I I don't know how any other way to put it. Like it's they, hard to imagine. It really is. <laughs> You're talking about a team that plays in a city where they put chili on spaghetti, and it—it just seems like everything that makes sense doesn't there. But their football team is doing damn well right now. Andy Dalton made. The play of the weekend, perhaps. Uh, they got a fun little quarterback throwback. Uh, oh, that was that was beautiful. And that was beautiful. I don't even know. I don't even know the DB's name for Tennessee that came in and thought he had a pick, and then thought he had a tackle, and then at the end of it, he had neither. He had a big, two big handfuls of fake grass, and Andy Dalton was diving his way into the end zone for a touchdown. It's like, dude. Take the pass interference penalty, man. <laughs> Don't let yourself get beat by some ginger-headed quarterback. <laughs> oh, God, that guy, he probably had, I don't know if he just had his dis- his cable or his satellite disconnected that weekend. Like, I'm never watching this again. I hate you, ESPN, or what. But painful. Uh, but the Bengals, they look like a football team on a mission. Bengals are probably playing the best football in the league right now. Right? I think th- I think that's a case that could very easily be made. Um, you know, there are a few other teams that look like they're they're a little bit pissed off and ready to go out and go back to work. Uh, the Colts coming out and uh, jumping all over Jacksonville, which you know who hasn't? But <laughs> Jacksonville's a little bit of the league doorknob at the moment. Um, but yeah, that that Green Bay Detroit game. I really don't still know what to think of it. I mean, Detroit's defense is good. Packers so is bad. The Packers Packers offense, so bad. Is the Packers offense that bad? They just right look now? bad. They've got a good running back. They've got a good quarterback. They've got solid receivers. Their offensive line has some holes right now because of injuries. But they have and, two guys down, right? They yeah. Have, guard and a tackle. Yeah, but they are still both on the same side too. And there's, but they're still a better offensive line unit than they were when Rodgers came into the league when he got sacked like. Yeah, his first year as a starter. Um, 
I think you the only... Hmm. I saw that working out he did with the... With Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yeah. <laughs> they want to pump you up. up. They should have been pumping up your offensive line. Uh, I think the only team who... Is, well, <laughs> oh, my God. What's the guy's name for the Lions who tore his ACL during the discount double-check celebration? <laughs> this happened on, on Sunday. This happened. I don't know. One of I, the I, linebackers for the Lions yes. sacked Aaron Rodgers. Jumped up, doing the discount double check championship belt, and he comes back to the ground and collapses. Hobbles off the field. He he straight up collapsed onto the ground. Nice. He tore his ACL, oh. and it made me think of whichever Grammatica it was that tore his ACL jumping up and down after making a kick. And it's like, dude, you're a kicker. You can't weigh more than 158 pounds. There's no way that jumping up and down should tear your ACL. Hey, strange thing. I, I, I knew a guy. <laughs> he tore his ACL. I go, what are you doing? He goes, I was laying out by my pool, and, <laughs> and the doorbell rang. <laughs> he goes, I jumped up to run over the door, and he goes, I hit the deck. <laughs> oh, that's why you don't run by the pool. Right, that's, that's why right. I said, I said, you shouldn't be running at all, you little squatty motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> You know, aside from people tearing their ACLs doing the discount double check, I think the only offensive unit in the league that should be more concerned than the Packers uh, are up in the Bay in their new shiny stadium. And the 49ers, uh, after jumping out to an early lead in Arizona, I, I mean, I know that Vernon Davis is currently on the gimpy side. And they have to be like backup quarterback, too. Yeah, they did. They got beat with Carson Palmer sitting on the bench picking his everything. And the Cardinals are one of the teams that are 3-0 and at the moment that I don't think many people would have expected. And what's his name not even getting a lot of catches? Fitzgerald has yeah. been almost a non-factor yeah. thus far. And they've got, they've got a running game and they've got a nasty defense. And I think the Cardinals... I mean, for one, they're they're in first place in that division. They're the only undefeated team left in a division that holds the last two NFC champions, and they've they've already beaten San Francisco. Um, Seattle is we've already seen them to be beatable, and not at home. That's true, not at home. And God, I, I as much as I was rooting for that to be a good game, it was um, it was hard to watch. The first three quarters were very hard. Seattle's defense for three quarters made the Broncos' offense their whipping boy bitch. Almost, not to the degree they did in the Super Bowl, but Denver's defense stood a little tougher than they did back in February. And then Peyton got pissed off and drove him downfield. Then when it it became an eight-point ball game, I knew, and I was driving at the time. I was driving down down the 101, which was a traffic-infested mess, and I said, thank God that Peyton Manning is going to take this game to overtime right now. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. He drove him down, scores a touchdown, two-point conversion, not a problem. We'll get that, too. Yep. And they did, effortlessly. They did. And even the new NFL overtime rules could not make this more. College overtime. Sean Lynch, man. College overtime. This would have been a fun game. 
As it was, this was a very good fourth quarter and beyond. Um, but Marshawn Lynch and Russell the Wilson. Seahawks. Russell Wilson drove it downfield, and yep. then Lynch finished it up. Yeah, and I I love when a team says screw the field goal, we're gonna punch this shit in the end zone. And now the new rules actually say. Score a touchdown. You want to win the game? Go score a touchdown. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Seahawks did. And they went down the field. They clicked, clicked, clicked down the field and said, okay, you guys had your fun. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget what we did to you eight months ago. And we don't lose a game. Yeah. 18-1 uh, uh, under Wilson's regime at home, something like that, 18-1. Sounds about right. On the road, when it's 118 degrees on the field, is a different They're story. Their favorite ball game, man. <laughs> they um, go down to the, the, the what used to be the uh, the Murph. Let's keep calling it the Murph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get one of those shirts that says I'm calling it the Murph. And uh, boy, they were they were d de- they just got beat. Yeah, they did. Can't blame them. Either. And you know, you guys who have the video feed up tonight, you'll see me wearing this jersey. I try to stay semi nonpartisan ish. Really? Uh, <laughs> Rutgers two weeks ago. <laughs> I tried. Now you got Wake Forest. And Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, but I got How a, many fatheads are hanging on your wall? <laughs> I got to rep Danny Woodhead tonight because he uh, broke his ankle or did something happen terrible to his ankle on Sunday against the Bills. And uh, number three nine is probably out for the season. And after Ryan Matthews already uh, got injured and is out for at least the next month or two, uh, the Chargers' backfield is looking a little Did thin. you see – it wasn't a Charger. Did you think he's got his arm broken? It was horrendous. No. His, uh, he's making a tackle, and his his own teammate came in, hmm. hit the other side, and I just saw that that arm was like this. I'm like, that yeah. arm is done, man. Yeah. You guys done for the season. I can't remember what game that was. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Not the gentlemanly thing to do. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have a few fun games. Uh, in addition to UCLA Arizona State on Thursday night, we get the Giants and the Redskins in a battle of NFC East teams that um, suck. Yeah, well, I don't think the Redskins suck, honestly. I think the Redskins are a lot better than... Okay, they suck equally, then. I don't think they suck equally. I, I, I think mean, I was... My my mind was blown when the Giants jumped all over the Texans on Sunday. I thought as the Texans have been unimpressive lately, but the Giants looked downright terrible in their first two games. Yeah. And... For the Giants to have a defense show up all of a sudden was very intriguing. Uh, I still think that the young talent on the offensive side of the ball in Washington is enough to, to get them by there. But Cousins played a good game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he didn't play a bad game this last week. Um, but, you know, we've got Green Bay and Chicago. That one should be fun on Sunday. Um, Tennessee and Indiana, Indianapolis has been fun since... Mr. Luck came into the league. Uh, beyond that, the, sounds like the, you're about the, ready to do the, our picks, man. The Saints and the Cowboys and the 49ers and the Eagles are pretty much the last of the fun games for this weekend. So yeah, let's go to picks. 
Well, last week, <clears throat> results of last week's picks. Uh, I picked up six more wins. Peter got seven, and T-Bone got six. Overall, I'm still holding on a slight lead with 11 wins. You both, tight race. You both have 10 wins. Uh, Peter did sweep the collegiate level games. He had <laughs> five for five. I, uh, I had four for five in the NFL level, and, uh, yeah, that led the, uh, the NFL picks, but. But, uh, I didn't do five for five, so Peter gets a, a little smiley face on his homework. Ooh, gold star. All right, here we go. <laughs> NCAA number one game, uh, first game on the pick. Number eleven UCLA at number fifteen Arizona State. Peter, we'll start with you. Arizona State. T Bone. I'm going the Devils. That's that's all the way across. That means UCLA is going to Minnesota be. at Michigan. <laughs> Tebow. Minnesota, eh? Peter. Minnesota. Ooh, I'm going Mish. Michigan was the only Big Ten team to lose last weekend. At home They're to pissed. Utah. They're pissed. By three touchdowns. They're pissed. Wow. To the Utahs. Arkansas versus number six Texas A&M at a neutral stadium. Where, are they playing Jerry World? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I didn't read that part. That's I, just saw the, I just saw the asterisk. Uh, I'm going A&M. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think ATM here. Yep, me Peter. too. Peter, uh, uh, back to Peter's back to T-Boom. Who started? Uh, I started, I think. So it's back to you. Okay. Uh, TCU at SMU. <laughs> um... The Christians against the Methodists. I know, That's man. it, man. <laughs> it's a holy war. Uh, I'll go SMU. Peter's got SMU. T-Bone. I'm going to take the Horned Frogs. That's TCU. <laughs> uh, didn't, uh, who's the guy you spoke to around for all those years? Wore the glasses. Dickerson. Dickerson. Didn't you go to SMU? Yes, I did. I'm going to SMU. Dickerson also told SMU's administration last week that if they're going to play football like this, they should really just cancel the program. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, you got to love it. He said, the NCAA doesn't need to give us a death penalty. You should be giving yourselves a death penalty. Hey, little howdy caddy. Uh, Barry out to be the injury-prone quarterback I thought he'd be. Uh, never convinced his frame with stand-up NFL pounding. All right, we'll, we'll discuss that here in a second there, Dave. Uh, let's see. Oregon State at number 18 USC. Who's up? You, I think. All right, well, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go SC. I'm going to take the belching beavers. Yeah, I, almost did. I almost did, but it's just... It's tempting. Uh... It's at USC, right? Yeah. Yes. In, in the Coliseo. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with USC. I think they're gonna get their act together for the home game. Moving on to the NFL. New York Giants at Washington. Uh, to me? Sure. Uh, you know, let's give Eli a chance here. Why? Why? Why not? See if we can put two in a row together, man. Knuckle dragging, <laughs> licking, moron. good genetics. See if we can put two in a row, uh, Peter. Uh, Giants and Lions. This is just 
two teams I just really, really don't like. Uh, is that whether I like it or not? I don't care about either one, but... Uh, that usually factors into how I pick. Oh. Uh, I'll go with Washington. Anybody. I know. <laughs> I'm taking the Washington Peoples. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, Peter, I think we're back to you. Tennessee. T-Bone. Indy. And uh, I'm going with Indy also. Miami at Oakland. Hmm. T-Bone. Miami. <laughs> Peter. I, li- I like Derek Carr. I think they have shown some flashes of a life, but no MJD. I don't think they got it. Uh... I want to choose Oakland, but my common sense says that's probably Does a bad... Does anyone really want to choose Oakland? Well, yeah. in, in, the Raiders. In, in any not sense. Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miami. See, this is the week for Oakland, Dad. I think so. I'm going with the Raiders. I wouldn't even mind losing. In New Orleans at Dallas. Is it, is it back to me? It is. Or it's him. I think it's me. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I think the Saints are going to go marching in. Who win the Saints? Uh, to me or to you, Peter? To me? There's no order at this point. Uh, I'm with uh, T-Bone. Just making shit up. No, no, I'm T-Bone on that. I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm New Orleans. And last but not least, uh, New England at Kansas City. <laughs> and I think Sunday it's night, night right? Sure. Uh, and I think Brady's going to step up this week. Uh, reverse it. T-Bone. Reverse it. I am going to go with the Chefs on Monday night at home in Arrowhead. Pedro. I, you know. I'm going to vote for you, too. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm going to go with New England. All right. Here we go. Let's review these. Here we go, NCAA, UCLA at Arizona State. We all went with Arizona. Minnesota at Michigan. I went with Michigan. You guys went Minnesota. Arkansas at Texas A&M. We all went A&M. TCU at SMU. T-Bone went with TCU. Uh, Oregon State at USC. T-Bone went with Oregon State. Uh, Giants at Washington. I went with the Giants. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Peter, you went with Tennessee. Miami at Oakland. I went with Oakland. New Orleans at Dallas. We all went with New Orleans. And New England at Kansas City. T-Bone, you went with Kansas City. We good? I like what we did there. Yeah. Good. Like how you did that? Yeah. Remember that one time when you were in that one place? No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> in the chat room there, T-Bone, and you, that you're our resident expert. Uh, uh, I don't know about all that. Uh, <laughs> Dave has put in there that he says, RG3 is bearing out to be the injury-prone quarterback I thought he'd be. I was never convinced his frame would stand up to NFL pounding. Uh, Doug Flutie uh, had a smaller frame than yeah, RG3. Um, what are your thoughts? I think that, you know, RG3's first major injury in the NFL had less to do with uh, the NFL pounding and more to do with what he asks his body to do for him on a game in game out basis uh, this one was more of uh, a function of 
kind of reminded me of Jeter's injury. This one still had more to do with big ass bodies around him than than just uh, his first one. I mean, his his knee just said, "Dude, you've been doing way too much on me for way too long." Um, but I I think that you know his body has done an awful lot already. I think he's got he's got a frame that can do plenty, especially when you compare him to other guys in the NFL right now. Look at Johnny Manziel. The guy looks like a backup punter. <laughs> and granted, he hasn't played any meaningful time in the NFL yet. But but isn't, um, isn't, isn't RG3 similarly built? Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he's got the definition, but isn't he similarly built to Kaepernick? Uh, Kaepernick's a little taller. Is he? Uh, Kaepernick's all, just, he's a long body. Kaepernick is like 6'3", and his arms go on for days. Um so the body type is different, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about getting tackled by guys who are anywhere from 275 to 345 pounds, the margin of error is, they're within a standard deviation. You know? So I mean, that part, I don't see much of a difference. Um, I, I think that RG3 with just the amount of muscle that he's put on in terms of modern strength training. Uh, has, you know, and granted, I know that muscle can be the, the enemy of ligaments from time to time. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I, time will have to tell. I think that it's too early in the guy's career still to say that he's going to be an injury-prone mess. I mean, I think it's safe to say that Ryan Matthews is an injury bug and he will never play a full season in the NFL. But I, I think that RG3 might not ever play a full season in Washington. Um, just based on what Kirk Cousins has done this year and the fact that Griffin has yet to really get all the way through successfully and healthy and you know the way they want him to play, I think it's best for him to go somewhere else. But well, I, I don't think his days as an NFL quarterback are over, and I don't think that he that it's uh, – time to write him off as not a successful quarterback. When you talk about guys who, uh, who are, are good at their position, they get hurt frequently. And what's – is it Gronkowski? He's frequently hurt. Yeah. Um, he's had more he's surgeries a, in the last three years than most people have in three lifetimes. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, just a, it's a rough sport. His hand I mean, it's back. A, it's a tough sport. Talk about body types. Uh, and, and, and what do you think of all this weight that uh, LeBron's lost, man? Um, think it's going to benefit him? I think it's because he's, he's I, usually a pretty strong guy. I, I think it's a mistake for him. Yeah. I mean, from from what I see as his strengths as a basketball player, you're looking at a his guy. Physicality is his strength, yeah. right? Because he's always had that size advantage and still had the skill level and skill set of a guy, eighty pounds and four inches smaller than him. So. He's been able to take a model that works on the outside and in the middle, you know, on the perimeter, and he's been able to take that down low. He's been able to go anywhere on the court and do things that guys wish they could do that have his skills. Right. And I don't think it's going to preclude him from doing what he does because he's got that NBA golden halo around him because he's their, he's their you know, child of destiny right now. Yeah, he's the league franchise. He's the Got current it. Michael Jordan, so he gets the benefit of the doubt from the referees. But I think that 
I think it's going to make things different for him when he really gets deep in a season. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think he's going to be able to move guys around like he. Yeah, and and I don't think it'll make as much of a difference in the first you know thirty to six, thirty to forty games, but I think down the stretch he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be fighting a lot more battles than he's used to. Now, it's probably good for his joints. Pro- his knees are probably going to be real happy about it. He can be quicker. I don't know. I don't know how much really of a difference you'll see in terms of his quickness um, or his jumping or anything like that. But I think that you're going to see. Like I said, he's going to get into more skirmishes down low. Uh, he's going to. He's going to get into. Situations where his his size bailed him out, taking it to the hole. Yeah. That it might not have as much. You know, he's still gonna have some help from the refs. One place it might help him though is his stamina. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna. You be know where it's gonna help him most? GQ covers and suit well, Sure. <laughs> there, there's that too. Well, we're well, talking on the court, yeah, but off the court, absolutely. <laughs> I think that you know, if he's if he's getting advice from people that are talking to him from a from a medical standpoint and things like that. I think that the biggest benefit to this right off the bat has got to be his knees. Yeah. Um, for a guy who is, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and he was, what, 280? He went up and down that court for 20 years. I mean, <laughs> his, his knees have already done more than a lifetime's worth of work. And anything you can do to lighten the load at that point Literally speaking, it's got to be nothing but just stretching that time frame out. And when you look at guys who come out of high school and play the kind of minutes that he's played, Kobe, I mean, Kobe is the the only the only real analog we have at this point. No, no, no. What about uh? uh what about who? Sean Kemp? No, no. Before him, Moses Malone. <laughs> yeah. None of them. None of them did what LeBron and Kobe have done. Those guys... They played a lot of years. Though. They did, but... A lot of minutes. It was a lot different league back then, too. Oh, yeah. It sounded familiar. Don't get me wrong. First of all... First of all... You I, walked in that one. I did. I did, absolutely. But these... These guys, their bodies are already pushing the limits of what the human body was was ever intentionally or accidentally <laughs> built to do. <laughs> call it whatever you want to call it. Um, that was just for my parents. Right la- last, last, la- last thing before we wrap things up and talk about the human body and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the Players Association of the NFL, they've agreed to a ban HGH. Uh, you know, this guy's gonna be a lot smaller on the field. Uh, this, uh, you know, takes completely uh, takes effect. I don't know if it's, is it is it in effect now. Did, did it happen immediately? It's been against the rules for several years. Well, they're testing. The for testing it. for it is a newish thing. See, um, you know, if, if anybody took up the uh, the same uh, the same rules as the the, the uh, cycling associations, and you can t- test for shit. Ten years down the road, and <laughs> retroactively remove Super Bowls. Vacate and, <laughs> wins like the NCAA does. Yeah. Well, these guys be in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what should the statute of limitations be? Current, whatever that, that year. These are the tests for that year. These are the results. That's fine. Move it along. I'm down with that. We should bring that into the legal system too. 
We shall. Next week on Swoops World, our guest and studio guest is Raymond Jacobs. Uh, he will be returning, and I will chat with him about his new uh, video. And, um, of course, all the other usual stuff. Timon, are you done? I mean, I didn't mean oh, I am done. I was... I was Oh, let me just write. Let me get you. Got to get your. You got to get your outgo, man. I mean, yeah. Just, you got to intro. Is my you got your outgo, man. Oh yeah. There you have it. Another edition of T-Bone. Time out. The Midnight Slander for joining us tonight, as well as Anthony Davis. Let's we'll see you next week on Swoops Roll. Raymond Jacobs will be joining us, of course, with all our usual stuff. Any last-minute words of wisdom, guys? Uh, Peter, you always got plenty to say. I'm good. <laughs> Timon. No one's drinking any Merlot. No, no. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this place. <laughs> Yeah, movie quotes. We, we love it. Anyway, uh, dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. That's it for us tonight, guys. Everybody have a safe, wonderful week. We will see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. 